Sometimes the world just needs a hero to help cut through all the noise. Well, now you have two. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to the Heroes of Noise, and I am your host, Steve. And I am Dan Ramirez. Welcome to the Heroes of Noise. This is episode 12, everybody. How's everybody doing today? You know what? I think I speak for everyone, and they're saying they're doing wonderful now that they hear the great, sultry tones of Dan Ramirez. Not to mention those golden tones of Mr. Steve Hudson. I appreciate that, Welcome to the Ass Kissiest Podcast (laughs) Ever. Oh, you know, where Steve and I thing. just fawn over each other for the next hour and a half for your listening enjoyment. Here is more fawning. One of us did something phenomenal yesterday and today, and that's Dan. What did you do, Dan? I kept my word, man. I'm going back. Thank you. Thank you for the acknowledgement. I kept my word and I went back to the gym and I feel fucking great. Now, tell me how it felt when you walked in. What was your first feeling where you're like, I can't wait to get this going, or where you kind of looked around and said, where do I start? Okay, that's been like 18 months, to be real. Let's be mm-hmm. real about it. Yeah. So it wasn't like I just went in there and just went beast mode the entire time. I'm just getting, I'm, I'm easing myself back into it, man. I'm yes. trying to eat a little bit better. Although I just had pizza right after the gym, so I guess that ain't cool. Um, but I'm trying, you know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but, the you know, just, I started off, yeah, this week's all about the cardio. So I did like an hour, hour and some change and cardio. And I'm probably going to go back and do some light weights. I'm just trying to get back to it, dude. Went and got me some new kicks, got some new workout gear, just 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 to like kind of like um fit in for the no, it wasn't really about the fit in, dude. <laughs> you know, like my sweats that I had, or you know, if I, if I bend over, you probably see the butt crack just because they're so thin. You know what I mean? Are you serious? Well, the ones that I would wear to the gym, yes. I just needed some. I just needed something new, just a little something, something. Oh no, yeah, you're gonna. The thing is, you're gonna shrink out of those really because you you'd already know when you go to the gym, you start losing weight fast before you hit a plateau. So you might just slip. You're gonna shrink out of those clothes unless you bought them small. I bought them the size that I like to wear. Ah, that's smart. Gene. Yeah, now that's that the one thing smart. that I will not do, which is kind of getting back to that whole uncomfortable thing. Is it's yeah, like, no, I'm not gonna let this win by just buying a bigger size. This is something that's controllable. I've always been someone that likes to stay in shape. And for whatever reason, I blame mostly the surgery for it this year and my crazy schedule. I just wasn't able to. But you know what? That's not entirely true. Like I'm realizing now, like there is points in time where you can make just to get a quick workout in. So I'm going to kind of go with that. See what's up. You know, be drinking my pre-workouts and all that crap. Oh, my God. Let me tell you about. <laughs> Dude, yeah, I want to hear you take about those this. things. Do you take I, I stopped. I stopped taking pre-workouts uh, about eight months ago. Why? Um, sometimes, like, whenever I would try one, your body would get accustomed to that one. And if you switch to another one, they may make you sick. You just never know what your reaction is going to be to any given pre-workout. And I just realized, oh, coffee is the best pre-workout you can get. So I'm thinking that maybe I will, like, cut back on that eventually. But for now, it's helping. I think it's yes. a good... It's like a physical get your ass to the gym kind of thing. Like totally. you have to do something once you take that stuff. You're exactly. Just exactly. And that's what I used to. I told my mother when she wanted to go to the gym. I said, here's what you do. Go get dressed. Go to the gym. And if you don't feel like staying, just drive away. Drive to the gym. You're go- Once you drive there, you're going to you're going to go in. But I'm like, if you really don't want to go, just turn around and go home. Done. No problem. Because the hardest thing is getting there. That's the hard part. But if you really don't want to go, 
turn right around, come back home. She never. I think does. that happens a lot. People just pull up to the gym and be like, "Nope," just, just turn right back around again and bounce. <laughs> That's when you know you're comfortable in your life. When you're just like, "Nah, I'm good." Well, then you just probably aren't going to go to the gym unless it's one of those things where you never went and that day you drove there and then let, I'll be like, "Well, that's a step." You know, you you drove there, but if you're just really not into the gym like skinny people, I don't know what if I was skinny, I probably would never go. Yeah, there's not a lot of incentive unless you want to get, you know, bigger, of course, exactly. you're trying to get yoked. Exactly. I'm not really trying to get yoked or anything like that, though. I just want to be kind of back to where I was. I don't even yeah. necessarily need to be in the best shape that I've ever been in. I just want to get healthy again. What's up with you, man? How you doing? You know what's funny? Well, here's what's been up for me for the last two days. We had a very good talk yesterday about the future of our podcast. So if you're interested about the future of our podcast, give us five minutes, three minutes, so that Dan can actually tell you how to reach us to give us your information about what you think about our podcast. So I'm going to give the floor to Dan to let you know how to reach us at our wonderful A website. Dan killed it on the website. Y'all ain't ready. If you haven't visited the website, y'all ain't ready. He killed it on designing this website. So go ahead, Dan. It's on you, brother. All right. Before I do, I just like to acknowledge that you have yet again slipped out of my grasp of speaking about your personal life. So... (laughs) Oh, we will. Don't th- I'm just acknowledging oh, that. In the next two minutes, we will get really deep into my personal life. Man of music, man of mystery. But okay, yes. all right. Okay, challenge accepted. So, okay, uh, well, I guess no time like the present. Cue the music. Buenos dias, everybody. How you doing? My name is Dan Ramirez, and I've got some information for you. The kind of, it's the uh, the contact info, if you will. Hey, check this out. You want to reach us? You can reach us at heroesofnoisepodcast at gmail.com. And guess what? That's probably going to change really soon. I think we're going to end up switching it up. You can probably just get us at, like, say, dan at heroesofnoise.com or steve at heroesofnoise.com. That's coming soon. But for now... Reach us both at Heroes of Noise Podcast at gmail.com. You can reach us on Twitter at Heroes of Noise. You can reach myself, Dan, at Dan Q Public, my friend Steve at S E underscore Hudson Music. We got the Instagram at Heroes of Noise Podcast, Facebook, Heroes of Noise Podcast, and like I said, we have this lovely site, www.heroesofnoise.com. Hey, you know what I did, Steve? I actually did these guys a favor, and I actually put in little links where you can go. If you like iTunes, you can go there. If you like Stitcher, you can go there, but you can subscribe to the show. I highly recommend you do. And while you're there, once you get subscribed, if you dig what we're laying down, please, 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 please leave us a five-star review of our show on iTunes or Stitcher. And I'm pretty sure you can do it other places too, but I do know for a fact that you can do it there. Uh, subscribe to the show. Let us know what you think of us. And uh, you know some of the other places you can hear us are Google Play and iHeartRadio. I do believe that's about it. Let's get back to this this uh, very great conversation I think we're about to have right now. I think it's going to get quite interesting in here. Back to you, Mr. Hudson. Ladies and gentlemen, um, Dan and I, I had the opportunity to talk to the amazing gentleman that you're listening to on the other side of this uh, podcast named Hello. Danathan. And we talked about where our podcast was. And I must, on my part, give a Maya culpa, or is it mea culpa, but either one, to say, look, I think that what happened was, on my part, I believe I made a conscious decision to go a certain way with the podcast, on my part of the podcast, that doesn't exactly align with what I believe Steve's true beliefs. And what I mean by that was, you know, what the goal of the podcast was, was to be like, you know what, 
what the podcast is and me as a person is inseparable. This is who I am because I wanted, I didn't want to do the podcast as a job. I wanted to do it because we're just, Dan and I are just talking like we normally talk, but it turned into like what I was talking about was as far from me as where I work. We were two separate things. So I had to put on a, 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 a kind of mask or a hat of, okay, Steve podcast person, uh, podcast co-host and Steve normal person, whereas it should have been one and the same. You know, there'd be things that happen throughout the week that I make a conscious decision just not to talk about because why go there? And our conversation yesterday clarified that I had been, and I'm talking about myself, I'm not going to put you in it, but I've been going about it all wrong. Um, this podcast should be a direct reflection, at least on my half of what I believe. Well, I think on both of our ends, don't you? I mean, wouldn't you agree that it should be? Totally. This is news to me, though. Like, I really didn't truly feel after. I know we had this. We talked for probably. Actually, guys, we actually tried to start this show yesterday. (laughs) Yes. And it just ended up becoming something completely different. And uh, we decided that we were going to go ahead and try it again. A little more focused. Sorry to interrupt you, Steve. No, 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 no. But what I'm trying to say is that I, I, I really had no idea that you were going at it about this way. Like, you felt that you were restraining yourself. Or yes. masking yourself, as you put it. So please totally. continue. I'm, this is just news to me, and I find it interesting. And it's not fair to Dan because um, obviously he's not going to. Um, if I bring something up, he's not going to wrench it away and be like, "Oh, uh, shouldn't we be talking about this thing that happened?" You know, this is a pretty big deal um, because it's just going to make the podcast awkward. Awkward then. However, I know also that Dan is going to be open to talk about just about anything. And there were certain things that I'd see in the news that I was like, ah, you know what? That's not really podcast talk because I was putting us in the same vein as every other podcast, every other um, pop culture podcast. And we're not that. Otherwise, people would just listen to someone else. So for everyone that's listening right now that just started listening, I'm telling you that you probably are going to have a different Steve now. For my part, you're going to have a different Steve. For those listening from the beginning that were wondering, why don't they talk about certain issues? Well, you're in luck because it's going to start back up. And it's not going to be a situation where we all of a sudden bring, in my opinion, that we bring up a situation at the end of the of the podcast. It's going to be more of a, now you're going to hear this throughout the podcast. What we really view, because everything we, some things that we talk about do actually have a social, it has a, it mirrors social issues. It has a social impact. You know, like when we talk about Black Panther today, it has a social impact. It's not just, well, how much money is it going to bring in for Marvel, ladies and gentlemen? I don't know. That is just not the only conversation with Black Panther. If I did that, I would be lying to you. And you could just listen to another pop culture thing for that then. Perfect. But it actually has an effect on the communities that me and Dan or Dan and I live in. The Black Panther is going to have an effect on movies going forward for people of color. It just will. And if I just don't say anything about it, or if we gloss over and be like, well, it looks good for people of color, right, Dan? It sure does, Steve. Anyway, next on the... <laughs> you betcha, buddy. Exactly. We don't want to do that. So I'm saying I'm sorry for everyone that listened from the beginning and that every and even people that came in from the word, because I was real on the word. And... I came in here and didn't do exactly what I was supposed to do. That's my bad. So that's what I wanted to tell everybody. But I don't really think that it's going to be this huge difference. Is I mean, do you do you oh, feel no. like it's this this full on shift, and now we get this completely different person? Because you know, um, 
I just want to be prepared for it. You know, I don't really oh, know. No, no, this no. is all new to me. So no. I'm curious how you're going about this. And but I do respect what you're saying. And I've always thought that we should just be straight up honest. Trust me, guys. There's things that I've said on this show that I've also edited out just because I felt like, you know what? We're not talking about freaking Iron Man or Justice League or whatever, what have you, you know. And um, so I'm always I'm always down to to be a, a more honest podcast for sure. I think that that actually is going to help us in the end find our voices. I know that we're still in the process of finding our voices right now. Like I say, I've said this several times, you guys are hearing a show that if you decide to stick with us, and I hope you do, check back like two years from now. I think you're going to have a completely different show. I feel it's going to be a much better show. Maybe this is the seed blossoming, Steve. For sure. Definitely. I believe that. I believe that um, this is actually the beginning of a really um, different, not a very different, but a different me. It's not going to be a huge change, but you're also not going to hear me gloss over things that are totally obvious to some And for some, when I say it, they're just like, I haven't thought about that. Because my goal is for some people to say, I'm glad he spoke up about that because I was I hadn't heard it on any other podcast or have someone be like, you know what? I had not thought about that. And then have you think about it when we get even if you disagree later on, it's something that you say, I never thought of that right now. Everything we've said, there's no way someone hasn't thought about it from other than the first discussion we had. There's no way that someone, I can't think of anything we've said that someone just was like, what an independent view I've never heard. And that is a shame. I should be able to think back and be like, oh, I could, in the last 12 episodes, I know that some of the stuff we talked about was a, holy cow, I never thought of it that way. Holy, even if I just heard it from you. Holy cow, what an interesting, the, the fact that we haven't had that yet is a problem. And so I think it's just because I haven't, I know I haven't been completely straight up with the listeners and that's it. It's just today. Um, it's not going to be a huge change for people who have listened to us for a long time. are probably going to be like, eh, that's not that much of a change for people that started listening two weeks ago might be like, Whoa, this, I, that the person <laughs> that I started. Yeah. Yes. Two weeks. You know, when I say something about, you know, whatever, they're going to be like, Oh, two weeks ago, that guy wouldn't have said that. I thought he was this guy. And I get that. And that might be what you're looking for. And I totally respect that. But I want people, when they listen to this podcast, they know what they're getting and they know who we are from a billion podcasts from now. Now, one day we're going to have a bunch of podcasts in our network where it's just like, well, let me try this other podcast. And those people are going to be real, but maybe they do the thing you like, but that's their authentic self on our, on their, that's their authentic self on their show on our network. But everyone we get going forward on our network and including us are going to be authentic. That's who they are. If someone's like, how about that? You know, the Marvel Universe. When you meet them live and in person, they're going to be like, so did you listen to our show about the Marvel? That's them. They're like, oh, (laughs) turns out that's who they really are. We want to be authentic on this network from jump to finish from us all the way down. That's the goal, I think. That's real, man. I honestly feel like I've, like I said, I do feel like I've kind of, you know, pulled back a little bit, but I just don't want the listeners right now, especially the ones that have been with us from, you know, day one, mm-hmm. you're, you're still getting the same show. Oh, it's yes. going to be the same show. It's just, just expanded a little bit. I think And yes. it, it, the funny thing is, is I'm talking out of my ass. Cause I don't even know exactly how we're going to go about this right now, but I know personally that I've always tried to be, you know, as real as I can, but I have held back a few things and, yeah. and I kind of like this. I'd like to see where this takes us. So right. maybe we should start. So yeah, that's, um, that's all I want to say, ladies and gentlemen. And now I have some interesting news yet again. Oh, do tell. So last week we got an, uh, uh, 
an amazing voicemail from a man that we call Johnny Bucks. The, the one famous. and only Johnny Bucks. He's so famous, he's more than famous. What do you call that, Dan? He's infamous. You don't know. <laughs> I don't think that's a good thing. I think I when know. you're infamous, I think that's bad. Don't you remember on the three amigos where he said, What's infamous? He's like, Oh, it's more than famous. He's so famous, he's infamous. You don't remember that? <laughs> I do, yeah. Okay, yeah. That's why I said the infamous. I'm sorry. I know whenever somebody's a, a three amigos fan that's just like, Of course. But anyway, um, Johnny Bex left us an amazing voicemail last week. And then this week, we get another voicemail from someone in the same region. Can you give us more information about that, Dan? Not only in the same region, in the same family. That's impossible. It's it's totally possible. And guys, yeah, no. So, you know, I was... uh, I was home one day and I just looked at my phone there and I, there it was. There was a voicemail from someone that we're going to call Mick C, a family member of Johnny's. Welcome to the show, Mick C. First of all, thank you very much for listening. Apparently, Johnny turned you on to us and uh, I'm very happy that you're here. So you were challenging us to see if we would play this voicemail. Of course, we're going to play the voicemail. Anyone that sends to us, we're going to even if you're like, you guys suck. Yeah. I really do think that I would play it. I really would. Yes. But um, please don't. I'm a sensitive cat, but Mick was very nice. He he uh, just wanted to reach out and say hello. So I think now would be the perfect time to go ahead and play that, don't you? All right. Yes, sir. Ladies and gentlemen, this is our second voicemail of the show. I'm very happy to give this to you from none other than Mick C of the UK. And here we go. Hello, gentlemen. I like your show. I like your show a lot. I am Johnny Buck's brother-in-law. I've known him for 25 years. We were good mates before he met my beautiful sister and they married and have a beautiful family. I don't see him as often as I want to because he lives far from me. I live in the north of England. The road mail in the north, as you will. But yeah, Johnny taught me how to play the bass and that changed my life. We share an absolute total commitment to all things sci-fi. Me, Marvel especially. And uh, I would just like to say, I really enjoyed your show. You turned me on to it. And uh, I thought, hey, I'll send in a voicemail and see what you guys will do with it. Will you play it or not? Well, that's up to you, isn't it, really? But say, look to the shadows. You never know who's in there. Goodbye. A voicemail from Mixeezy. <laughs> Mixeezy. Where were you, Mixie? That's what I want to know. It sounded like you were partying somewhere. Were you in a pub? Were you in a like pub? That? Like directly in a pub or no? <laughs> I would like to think you were in a pub. I'm going to go ahead and just go with that no matter what you say. <laughs> I'm telling you. Now, here's my question. Look, Johnny Bucks, we love your voice. I think you have some competition. I think someone has just given you from some competition. Now, I don't know. The ladies might be sending fan mail to yet another person. I don't know. What do you think, Dan? I don't know, man. It's just too much sectionist coming over the <laughs> airwaves, man. All from overseas, that overseas sexiness. So, Mick, thank you so much for your voicemail, man. It's, it's, a pl- it's like a pleasure to meet you. And uh, welcome to the family. I'm still trying to think of like a, a name for our listeners. It hasn't come to me yet, but I actually had two good ones last night, but they were both taken. So apparently that's not uh, very original. So I'm not even going to go with that. But 
we need to come up with a name, don't you think, Steve, of our of our listeners? Yes. And the thing is, especially people that give us the background to their relationship with another listener. That's like, what I, I thought was. I, they really, I really know some of your family now. I like this. I know the in-depth machinations. I appreciate that, man. So, um, you know what's yeah. awesome about that what's though? That? And there's, there's. And by the way, before I say, it, there's nothing, absolutely nothing wrong with this, Mick. But I just liked it that Mick kind of like took it to. It wasn't about like us. It was just about Johnny Bucks, basically. It was his association yes. to Johnny Bucks on the show, and you know, I think that's great. Honestly, you guys are more than welcome on the show whenever you want. Oh, when uh, sounds like you're into the same stuff we're into, and if not, that's even better because now we have something else to talk about. So, yes, seriously, bottom of my heart, thank you both for sending voicemails, and to the other listeners out there, don't be shy. Please get them in there. Let's get to know each other and let's grow this family because this is the year, man. I'm telling you, 2018 yes. is the year. Do not, I mean, don't be shy, shy, hush, hush, IUI. IUI, right? You know yeah. what I'm saying? You need to be out there. Totally. Send those voicemails, brother. Get your Kajagugu on. <laughs> oh, is that who it was? It was Kajagugu, baby. I did not know that. I thought that it was, was before it. your time. I didn't think you know that. I thought when I said that, you'd be like, what is that? I believe the singer's name was Lamal or something like that. He also did, fun fact. What was the other song? Do you know the other song? I'm going to quiz you real quick. What was Ooh, his? go ahead. Um, I'll Lamal. give you this. Okay, go. It was to, even if his name isn't Lamal, it's something like that. It's but a black um, name. He, yeah, it was kind of. He, <laughs> um, it was, it was to a movie. Title uh, song of a movie. What? Okay, tell me it the movie. It was a duet. If I tell you the movie, then you're going to know the name of the song. I might not, G, because I might not have seen the movie. You like those 80s movies. I don't know a lot of them. Like, I still haven't seen, Bre- uh, what's that? The Breakfast Club. So I don't know. Well, it ain't the Breakfast Club. There's no song called the Breakfast Club. But oh, it's the yeah. name of the song. It's the name it's the of the na- movie. It's the title track. Oh, yeah, title snap. track. Snap, that's interesting. Is it a movie I've seen? You think? I would guess so. Yeah, I would think you would at least once. Oh, let me think. Ferris Bueller's Day Off. No. Nope. Mm. It's fantasy. Eighties fantasy. Eighties fantasy. Turn around. He didn't do that song. look at what you see. He didn't do that song. That's I cannot believe I just sang that shit over. No, that's, that's no, that's the second part. See, there's a duet. I told you. I don't know who the other person is. I could look it up real quick for if anyone's interested. But are you kidding I'm really me? Not. No, I swear. Cross my that heart. That is brother. like the. You should have. That is the best quiz question of all time, G. I know. I always end up oh like wasting my, my gosh, questions. That's such a good. Because I, everyone, I've watched that movie a million times. That is a huge quiz question, G. Oh, well, what a waste. <laughs> I wasted it. I, you Dang know what, though? It. I'm full of them. I just have to stop asking you questions. Whenever I say fun fact, I should probably yes, stop. Holy. And it was, a, was it, what I say his name was Lamal? Yeah, it's yes. L-I-M-A-H-L, Lamal. Gee, that's an amazing pull. Gee, that's he's name too. saying that song? Yeah, I'm trying to figure out who sang it with him, but it's honestly not that important to me. I used to love that song. Do I have it? Do I have it here? Uh, Beth Anderson would be oh. the, uh, yeah, most Beth normal Anderson. Name Lamal and most Beth Anderson. Normal name in, in entertainment history. Pretty much. That's a teacher's name. It's like Chris Peters. How you doing? Yes. Super, super John rockstar. Smith, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, but I used to love uh, uh, the Who Are You Really? I used to love uh, um, Never Ending Story. I used to love that movie. I think one of these days we should do a show that's just all about like the, the shows we liked in the 80s. Oh, for all sure. All of the stuff that we well, grew up with, you know? oddly enough, one of your quizzes is 80s stuff today. Oddly enough, 
oddly enough. That makes I'll me start nervous. Start focusing now. my energy. I'm gonna no, start now focusing I'm nervous, my energy too. I didn't know you that. knew this stuff like that. Now I'm really nervous. I'm I'm full of information that will get me nowhere in life. Pretty much. No, that's not true. You know where it got you? Sitting across from me doing this podcast, ladies and gentlemen. How you doing there, buddy? I see you. <laughs> <laughs> People are like, what the fuck is this? Is this the new difference that they're this talking is the about? This the new difference. <laughs> Bad mean, 80 pools and yeah, affection. Me. This is what people listen to for, man. This is what we, we that's what they, are you, now tell me something. Okay, this is going to be on a, on a grand scale. This is on, on a different level right here. Um, What's up? Dude, okay, you watch Never Ending Story now. Even though there's no CGI, don't you think practical effects make sense? I've always been a fan of practical effects. I mean, if you look at like, say, um, the Force Awakens. Yes. I really respected that JJ brought back the practical effects and got away from all the because the CG is just getting out of hand. And it's it, good. It's it is super cool. impressive. In fact, I feel that honestly, that at some point very soon they're gonna be able to just like eliminate physical the actor itself. And they're just gonna have like voiceover tracks. Well, see, they were talking about how hard that is because you know the human brain can tell when something's wrong. For instance, uh, you know how we have we evolved over the billions of years to if you see the reason that you can see a face on every, just like a light socket, you see a face there. You think of a face. It's because yeah, it's you, just you, association. You have, yes, it's because that you know when we were in different areas, um, we had to be able to see if something was about to attack us. We had to see a face in camouflage because that means someone's hiding or something is hiding from you. So you have to be able to see a face in the camouflage. So now we can actually, we are so good at detecting when something's not right that getting human realism in CGI, it just never passes the test. Just like um, in the life of Pi, that tiger was amazing, but we all knew for some reason it wasn't real. Even though they made it as real as they can, the human brain can still tell something's off. So I don't know if they'll ever be able to pass that sniff test. I think our minds are too advanced for us to be able to t- not to be able to tell that's not real. That's not something's off. So you think that as the technology grows, our brains grow with yeah, it or get used over. to it? Yeah, we have to reboot. We'd have to reboot, start over, and then they continue where they're from. Then we'd be like, oh, that's the only realism we know. But now that we know real and we see real every day, there's no way to duplicate it. It's too perfect. Real is too perfect. But if you take, like, say, I don't know. Uh, let me think of something real quick here. What was some, some early CGI? Uh, how about, oh, hell, let's just Perfect. go with Jurassic T2. Park. Oh, okay. Okay, let's go T2. Even better, T2. So now you take that and you put it to what's like that the the gold standard for today, mm-hmm. which would be something like, say, I don't know, um, off the top of my head. Well, of course, you've got Star Wars, but you've got, say, like, uh, Planet of the Apes. Yes. Caesar. Caesar's mm-hmm. amazing looking, right? Incredible. I don't know, man. I think that at some point, I think that it'll actually be able to fool us. I mean, I don't think that they're going to try to fool us. Mm-hmm. I just think that it would be something where we're like, oh, yeah, that, that looks completely real. I really think that we're very close to that. They'll get close. I believe they get close. I think they'll get closer with humans than they will with animals. I think they'll get closer with humans than they will with animals. There's so I mean, much change that's going to happen over the next oh, 10 years. Dude, it's going to be crazy. It's going to be insane. And I think... My, I, I do believe that as good as we get with CGI, like, okay, there was nothing. Okay, how close have we gotten CGI compared to the um, practical? Now, this is the question. Compared to the practical effects of that wolf in NeverEnding Story. Being that it had some sort of weight to it, it just looked realer than CGI would. 
It had yeah. weight to it. It did have weight to it. I see what you're saying, but it also looked pretty mechanic, like mechanized. True, but you know, when the way it, it moved its head, exactly. And but moved, for the time, yes. but for the time, it was very modern. And it but if like, I wow, would have taken a snapshot, then people would have been like, "That's a real wolf," because they made it. Whereas if I took a snapshot of some CGI, someone would be like, "That looks like a picture of something." It doesn't look like a real thing in that cave. Whereas that wolf looked like a when the lightning flashed, I could take a snapshot and they'd be like, "Oh, that might be a wolf in a cave." It's also it's also true three D though. What's that? It's not the wolf was true three D. It was a three dimensional re- exactly. structure versus you know a simulated three D. Bingo, and that's why I think practical effect. Like I don't even I still to this day was it a miniature that rock thing? I wish I could see the making of <laughs> that rock so. man. It had to be like a. I, I know it wasn't at scale. But I know no, it I think it was claymation. like a li- I think it was like a dude oh, in a costume, life size sense. in that way. That you know what I mean? Like the, the size of an adult man versus not the, not the giant. They talk about the dude on the trike, right? Yes. Yeah. It was so depressing. Interesting movie. It was such a depressing when he lost. Oh my god! It still gets me. He's like, these are such strong hands. Oh my god! What a. It's sad been a minute scene. since I've seen that. I'm actually like kind of forgetting all of the. I remember the scenes in my head. I can see them in my head, but just like the what was it? The swamp of. De- Depression oh, or the, depression. Oh, my God. Dude. Do you know what I'm talking about? And when he lost the, the horse? Atreyu lost his horse. Oh, dude. man. Yeah, we might Some have of those to movies a... were crazy dark. That was another one that was really dark like that. Um, Time Bandit. Do you remember that movie? Never saw Time Bandit. Oh, damn, dude. That's, that's still kind of a bothersome movie to me. Yeah, that's all about... I don't even want to get into it. Just check out Time Bandit and we'll <laughs> talk about that out. one day. Yes. What about the, I think what we should the... assign We should assign each other a movie to so watch. So Time Bandit is mine. Uh, yours is, a, yours is uh, never ending. Let's let well, yeah, but I've seen it. That's the thing. Kind of. You know what I mean? You haven't seen kind it. Kind of. I've seen enough. Time. It's just been a long time, yeah, right? But you've never seen Time Bandit. But I don't really want to go with Time Bandits. That's that's it for another day. But you know, just over here, we're over like planning the show right now. Sorry about that, guys. But yeah, we'll get back to it. We're gonna do an '80s show, I think, pretty soon. But what shouldn't I watch Breakfast Club though? I've I've been told this. I can't believe you've never seen The Breakfast Club. It looks, it does not look interesting in the least bit to me. You know, the thing is, I'll be honest with you, The Breakfast, I loved all the John Hughes movies back in the day, but now going back and watching them, like I tried to turn my kid on to Breakfast Club and she watched it, but it's, it just doesn't hold up. It's like some of those movies, it's just, it just doesn't hold up for me. They're great movies, but they don't, they don't hold up as far as like, um, the script is really bad. You had to be there at that time watching it to fully get that. You know what I mean? Like you take some, take a movie like say, did you ever see Pretty, uh, Pretty in Pink? No. Okay. Well, another one. You know the there's a scene where Molly Ringwald's like yelling at her boyfriend, which was played by Andrew McCarthy, talking about what about prom? What about prom? And it's like, you know what? If I watch that movie, now, I was like, I don't give a damn about prom. I got bills to pay. <laughs> I got shit to take care of, man. I'm not That's trying to real. deal with your stupid prom, but That's you, you know what I mean? Like it was just, I don't know. I haven't seen say anything. That's a great movie too, but all of those movies are a little bit lost on me. I think we do need to go down this road, dude. I think we need to do some. Kind I think of we totally show. do because I want to know if Ferris holds up. I think it does. Other people say my kid tried to watch it and it didn't hold up. So I thought Ferris did. I thought Ferris would. When you say hold up, I guess when I say that too, are we talking about hold up to us or hold to up our, to the, to the, some, the younger if I told generation? Someone else to watch it will yeah. it hold up? Yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of movies that don't. Beverly Ferris, Hills Cop. Uh, yeah, that's tough, huh? Beverly Hills Cop. I was just up. about to say that. I think it does. I don't know. Maybe, maybe more so in, in, than like those ones do. There's problematic still, parts, though. 
There are problematic yeah. things in there where you're just like, oh, you can't do that now, dude. Just exactly. Like, That's what I was going to yeah. say. Yeah, there's just certain things that you can't touch on. Yeah, Eddie Murphy's dude. favorite word Ooh. was was the F word, and yes. it wasn't wasn't the F U C K. It was a yes. different one. Funny, I've but never that, heard you know, spell it out. Yeah, <laughs> it sounds weird, huh? That's the new us. We're PG, ladies and gentlemen. That's we don't... how it is, man. That's we. That's how we handle our S H I T. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that is so. Yeah, dude, we got to do an '80s dedicated show. But you got to assign me a movie to watch that I've never seen. And you just well, let's got try five this. of them. I'm I'm a little nervous about this because if we get if we get a no return on this, then we're you know what it doesn't matter. We'll just we'll just shape our show as we go. But let's turn it over to the listeners. Is there any movies that you guys want us to talk about? Break down something like that? Let us know. Go ahead and hit us up at Heroes of Noise Podcast at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail. Let's do this. Let's do an 80s show and we need your help. So let us Done. know what you want us to review or you know talk about and we're all over it. Perfect. And that's like white on rice. My friend brings us to your favorite part of the episode. And that's where Dan sings in 80s. I'm joking. That's where we do the news of the week, ladies and gentlemen. And Dan has a lot. As you can hear his paper, paper shuffling, Dan has a lot of news. And he's ready to shake and bike. I'm Are just saying digital? I'm all digital. Yeah, I don't, I don't play with paper. Gee, I'm I paperless, have man. paper and outlines and things that point to things with uh, <laughs> words next to them. So I get you like a long stick and you can point at a chalkboard? Come on. Like. Oh, I'm not, I can't do that. Never mind. Yes, you can. No, See, I look at you. See, no, there you I go again. See, this guy right now just said 10 minutes ago, he's like, I'm not going to hold back. Now he's holding back already. I cannot do it because I don't want to make, I don't want to make Johnny Bucks and MCZ upset. So I will not do it. Go on. Guys, guys, <laughs> please write in and tell Steve not to change up his, his, uh, his flow. It no. just doesn't, uh, and it doesn't do well for I don't the have the low voice like those two do. I can't be like, whatever, whatever. <laughs> I don't think, they, I guess they could. Maybe they could do, I don't know. I don't know if they're they're quite Barry material yet. No offense, gentlemen, but this Barry White, you know. I wonder what the UK version of that low voice guy, is it Barry White? Is he the universal? There's got to be someone that we're, that we're missing that's maybe not even on our radar. Barry White but was I'm the sure low Barry's voice hold, guy. Barry holds his own though, man. Gee. Just like what was the um, what was the one on whatever uh, whatever yes what was the one on um, with the uh, Chris Tucker money talks um, that it, oh my everything I had never heard that song until that movie and I was like oh that's a good song but you think they can go like oh. <laughs> I know <laughs> I just liked how Barry's songs they always kicked in with a oh, in it I think the low voice guy was Barry the crooner was Luther the high guy was either Prince. Or um, Philip Bailey from Earth, Wind, and Fire. Those were the three steps. Who do you think could go higher, Philip Bailey or Prince? Philip Bailey. You think so? Philip Bailey. Clear, clear, yes. Screaming Prince. Yeah, there you go. It's the scream. <laughs> yeah, here, that oh, I'm about to check this out. Prince or Philip Bailey plus Dave Grohl equals Prince. Because the scream, he uh, he effectively screams without losing his voice. He can scream high, and he doesn't lose his voice. Philip Bailey can sing high, really clear, but when you add the scream with it, then you get Prince. Philip Bailey of Earth, Wind, and Fire, ladies and gentlemen. Earth, if you don't know Wind, what we're and Meyer. About. What movie was that from? Was that you got from me on that Arrested one. Development? They're like, this is the law of us of Earth, Wind, and Meyer. <laughs> But man, I think it was I think it was arrested. Maybe it wasn't. Ladies and gentlemen, write us in and tell us who it was before I Google it because I don't <laughs> do the Google thing. Okay. What is your first thing of news? 
I've actually watched quite a bit since we last spoke. And mm-hmm. uh, where do I start, man? Um, okay, I know you watched a couple of these, so let's go ahead and do this first. We'll talk about the ones that we've seen together. Not together, but we've both seen. Yes. And I think the first one I'm going to go with is The Shape of Water. And now I knew that we were getting going to get a beautiful movie, you know, just because it's Guillermo and I love mm-hmm. his style. Pan's Labyrinth, in the vein of Pan's Labyrinth, I think there was a little bit of that in there. Uh, Steve, I got to tell you, I loved this movie. I really, really did. Like, I just thought it was one of the most beautifully shot movies that I've seen in a very long time. I loved the story. It was almost like a fairy tale element to it, but it was like a very dark fairy tale. Michael Shannon had a way of like creeping in there like the Grim Reaper and making things real dark at the time. But I just loved the story, man. I I was way more impressed than I thought I was going to be. Let's just say that. I have to totally agree with you. I mean, there are scene, there are shots in this movie that I have never seen before, except in like, it almost seems like a fairy tale scene. Like when there are scenes with them floating, embracing together with light shining from the other side. It's like, this is straight out of a fairy tale. So what Guillermo does so well is he centers it in reality. But he also does thing that is just like, oh, we're kind of not a like, there's a part where I'm not going to tell you what they fill with water, but they fill up something impossible to fill with water. It just wouldn't work the way they do it. And they float in this room full of water, which would be impossible. But they make it happen, letting you know, oh, no, we are kind of not in reality, kind of. But we are. The physics were all messed up. Yes, but it's beautiful how they do it. And Doug Jones, man. Doug Jones has been great in in numerous uh, Guillermo del Toro movies. And he just plays creatures very well. From Pan's Labyrinth to this. He knows how to play a creature. And in my opinion, this is what should be getting Oscars. What he does with real effects should be getting Oscars. I don't I don't want to argue, you know, with the whole, you know, homeboy that does the, you know, the Planet of the Apes. But what Doug Jones brings to characters in costumes, it doesn't even make it seem real. It's truly amazing with the job that this guy does. It's and Guillermo amazing. knows it. Guillermo del Toro knows it, which is why he's kept him close. Yes, dude. That's and I why. hope he continues to use him for these beautiful pictures that he makes because Doug Jones said nothing the entire time. Nothing. Doug Jones playing the amphibian man. Um, hey, real quick, just in case no one knows what we're talking about, which it's kind of hard to avoid this one. It's I'm been sorry. a long time. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, 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 no worries. But I just thought I would maybe just give the quick synopsis of what okay. it is. It's basically, I'm just reading this off of IMDb. It says, oh. at a top secret research facility in the 1960s, a lonely janitor forms a unique relationship with an amphibious creature that is being held in captivity. That alone, the whole part of being in captivity, like, dude, were you not feeling for this creature when Michael Shannon was my heart, dude. doing what he did? I'm going to yes. try not to spoil anything because those scenes were very powerful to me. They, like, they hit me. They, I felt that thing's pain. Totally. I mean, I felt his fear when there's a part where she first meets him. Someone comes in the room and the fear with which he uh, he retreats. You're like, oh, wow. He is scared. But the thing is, what they do is they read all of it. I'm not going to tell you how it ends, obviously, but the way they redeem it and show that he's not this cowardly thing. 
then you're like, oh, snap. All he needed was the right environment, and he's like unstoppable. Yeah, I love the ending of that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It. He yeah. is unstoppable. Here's my one. Here's what I'm wondering. I'm hoping because people are really on um, Andy Circus, which is dope, pushing it to say, hey, the CGI should get Oscar noms. I'm wondering if it's going to backfire because once they say, yeah, these people that play creatures get Oscar noms, they get it on the ballot, and now Doug Jones is cleaning up. That's what I think is going to happen. I think Possibly. Doug Jones is just going to clean house. I think this year he definitely deserves it. Oh, for sure. But just like he did, I still think that uh, Circus deserves some merit, too. I know we kind of share a difference of opinion on that there. You're under the impression, and correct me if I'm wrong, that it doesn't take that much skill. That's what I'm saying, yes. Yeah. See, I would kind of, t- I would tend to disagree with you on that there. Okay. I really do think that, that you know, there's a reason that they keep coming back to Circus. And, you know, you take someone like, uh, granted, this was way before, but uh, Ahmad Best. Yeah. Clearly not on the same league of acting or performance. You know, he was more of a, you know, it was Jar Jar Binks, man. He was a big clown, you know. And, mm-hmm. and, but but the way that they mocap his face for Caesar, it's ridiculous. Or like you take somebody like, say, um, uh, Mark Ruffalo for the Hulk. And now they've they've mocapped him and they're making it look like him. You know what I mean? That's true. That's still not on the same level as the performance that Circus gives. That's what I think. But back to um, Doug Jones. This dude just delivered the freaking performance. Oh, man. The best performance, man. And he said nothing. Mm-hmm. I liked his incorporation of sign language and his play off of uh, Sally Hawkins, who plays Elisa Esposito, who's a Just mute. adorable. Just yeah. adorable she was. I really oh, liked her, man. I love her. Just love her. And the I don't like musical numbers, Dan. You yeah, know, I know this. Yes, I know I, this. But I, they played it so well. Oh, they did such a good job. But you know why I think I liked it? Why? Do you know why I think I liked it? Because I agree with you. I don't like it when you just, like, for instance, the Flash musical episode. Oh, I still God. cringe when I think about that one. Yes. Some people love it. Some people find that very beloved. It's not for me. I was never a fan of Glee or any of that kind of stuff. But I will. I get down with my grease. I'll tell you that much. But when it comes to... You know, something where it's just a spontaneous, uh, what would you call it? Just a spontaneous outbreak of a performance. That's not something I'm into. What I liked about it is that it was more of a fantasy for her. It was her daydreaming. True. And and fantasizing about the the love that she was developing for this creature. Very true. And I loved, and I think that's why yes, it worked. Very good. And, and I loved Octavia Spencer. I thought she did a fantastic job. She's um, always, she always does a fantastic always job. Good. I love Richard Octavia Jenkins Spencer. is, I love him in everything. Richard Jenkins is amazing with the blackest name. Um, uh, I loved uh, Michael Shannon. It's just like, do I mean, if I met him in real life, I don't know if I'd be kind of because he's played nothing but evil characters. Yeah, he's like an intimidating looking dude. Yes. He's very very hard face, very hard features. Yes. And and he's always like you're saying, he's always playing that that evil dude. I, I hope he breaks out of that. You know, if he doesn't soon, do you think he might get typecast? He's already typecast. I mean, remember Revolutionary Road? He got he was he was he was that weird guy in Revolutionary Road, and that was what almost a decade ago. Sure, and then he played, of course, General Zod recently. Yes, in, uh, that's him. Man of Steel. He, yes, and I think that that they're going to typecast him, but but he was also just in another movie where he did not play a bad guy, and that? I believe that movie was Midnight Special. Oh, where he the kid is has some sort of supernatural that, or the powers he, yes. he has to wear the little yeah. So he you oh, know he yeah. it's possible for him to break out of those he roles. Could. But yes, they just know that he's he plays an excellent villain, is yes, what it is. Totally. 
So, so yeah, and I he like just, that too. And he killed it. Every single person in this cast killed their roles just totally. amazingly. Totally. And I love this movie. It's the, it's the movie that this week anyway, out of everything that I've seen, it just keeps coming back to me. Just the scenes. Not so much oh, of like, yeah. what did this mean or anything, but just the, the, the sheer beauty of this. Totally. And you know what? If you haven't seen this movie, I understand if you're like, okay, guys, we get it. It's a beautiful movie. But check it out, seriously. And it's just, it's magical. And if you can see this movie on the big screen, all the better. Some movies are meant to be seen on a big screen. I definitely think this is one of them. Totally. Preferably IMAX if you can. Yes. Yes. I agree. But yes. So I give this movie a straight up like double, triple, quadruple thumbs up. I loved it. And loved um, it. yeah, that's pretty much all I got to say about that one. But uh, so we could both agree we love this one. Yes, sir. Wonderful. Moving along. Next movie I saw, Steve, was awesome. And I got to tell you, I kind of like this one better for different reasons. But uh, that movie is Three Billboards Outside of Ebbing, Missouri. Interesting. You say interesting, so may I ask before I start going off on this movie, how you felt about it? What did you think? I thought it was serviceable. That's what I thought. I thought it was a like when I when I was done watching it, I was like, huh, that was a movie. That was a competent movie. Like if someone would have handed me that movie, I'd have been like, oh, that's good. I I wouldn't believe that it was getting what it's getting now. I would have been like, oh, okay. The fact that it's getting so much love, I was just like, oh, all right. But yeah, I would have thought that it was just a good movie. It's a good movie. I, can, I feel you, man. I know. I understand what you're saying on this one. And you know what? I guess as you're saying that, it's it's not, and I'm not like backtracking by any means, but I, I feel that maybe it was, the, it was the actual individual performances. Yes. That really made it for me versus the movie on a whole. Yeah. I like what, I don't even know what the plot was. Like, I don't want to ruin it. I don't want to like just, you know, like break this whole thing down because I do like you guys. I do challenge you guys to watch these movies. But I will, again, just give you a quick synopsis. A mother personally challenges the local authorities to solve her daughter's murder when they fail to catch the culprit. That's essentially the movie. That's it. So, again, I can kind of agree with you that, you know, you can't compare a movie like this to Shape of Water. They're just two different ones. And when it comes to when it comes to a, a, a story to be told, then, yes, I think that Shape of Water personally is is a better movie. But. The performances in this movie, I know I'm kind of changing what I said, but the performances of this movie were outstanding. And by far, the strongest performance in this movie was none other than Frances McDormand. She did a great job. She killed it. And I I just, I love Frances McDormand to begin with, but I loved like her honest character about this one. I like the bitterness of her. I like that she was rough around the edges. I like that she just didn't give a shit whatsoever. And I like that the, the, the dynamics that she had with both Woody Harrelson and uh, Sam Rockwell in this movie. Both, again, playing great roles. Now, you had said that you didn't really care for Woody Harrelson. Is, is that correct? Who plays oh, no, Sheriff I said I liked Woody Harrelson. It, it just, um, his story arc was rather lackluster for me. I was, was shocked. Minimal. I was like, oh, that's, oh. I'm not going to tell you what yeah. happens, but it's just like, oh, well, well, I mean, I would have loved to see more of Woody Harrelson. As would I. He did have minimal time in the movie, but I think that the time that he put in was just pure Fantastic. quality. Fantastic. Uh, but this movie was definitely Francis McDormand's and uh, Sam Rockwell's movie. 
Oh yeah, they carry sure. they carry the made you know the majority of this movie. Sam Rockwell plays uh, Dixon in the movie, who I believe is a I'm not sure. I think he's a deputy, if I'm not mistaken. Wasn't he a deputy? I think he was a deputy, but he was just like this backwoods. You know, I don't want to sound racist, man, but he that he was a racist. He, that's what he was. He was a racist in this movie. Uh, very backward, lives with his mom, shouldn't be living with his mom, and full of problems in his head. You know, and he, he takes those problems and he just, like, brings it to true life. He, he um, again, I don't really want to go into too much of this, but matter of fact, I haven't seen Sam Rockwell kill it like this. Uh, what was the last movie that I really loved him in? Um, I like the one where he's on Mars, or the Mars one. What was the name of that movie? Moon? Moon. I loved him on Moon. Yeah. <laughs> Not Mars, but Moon. Yeah. Yes, Moon. Um, yeah. There was a movie. Oh, you know what I really liked him in, man? I thought his character was great. Uh, was The Way, Way Back. Have you seen that? Have not seen that. I'm going to have to get that one over to you. I actually have a copy of that. That I'll, it's, a, it's a very good movie. Nothing similar to this movie at all. But he's always been one of my favorites. Dude's cool as hell. Did you hear he dropped an F-bomb on uh, yes, SNL? It's funny I that I say clip. F-bomb and I cuss every time on the show. But yeah, that was a big deal for him. Did you, did you see the footage? I did. Everyone's like, whoa. But I think they're a little more loose with it these days, wouldn't you say? Like, well, it's not like back in the week, day where they're. After this week, people are saying amazing things on CNN. That's and true. That's true. You can't throw <laughs> you can't throw a rock two feet without seeing the word shithole. So, For yes. real. So it's it's in our lexicon. But here, you know, I want to place. For all of those. I didn't hate three billboards. But I put it in the same vein as. Country for no, no country for old men. Individual performances were great, but I got nothing out of the movie. I'm like, well, they sure did act their butt off, but there's no result. You're like, okay, but like what? I think I actually kind of liked how it ended. Did you really? I did because it was just it was it was a will they or won't they kind of thing. I know, and I I like that. I want that. A either you're gonna make this movie incredible, and then I'm okay with the will they or won't they, but you can't be like. Ooh, so deep, so crazy, and who knows what? No, uh-uh, no, no, no. I get that enough well, for the indie film, indie films. I get that, you know. But it's like without without getting into the will they or won't they portion. That's like a whole other movie. Not that they'll make a sequel to it, but that's why I liked it. It was it was left for you. It was left for your imagination to see. You know, will they or won't they? Totally, it's a pretty it. major thing that they were going to do. Yes, I totally get that. And I, I, it's look the individual performances were on Kibla. I loved them. I thought they were they were good, but the um, I think also if I would have just give if you would have said, "Hey, Steve, check out this this uh, this movie if you get a chance," and I would have went to the theater and seen it, be like, "Oh, that was interesting." But I think it was the sheer volume of you have to see thisness, where okay, well then I have to see it, and then I left being like, "I wonder why I had to see it." Coming from me or just coming from the general press? No, coming from press. You didn't say. You just said you you should uh, watch. You didn't even say anything about it. You're like, I watched this movie. Check it out. You said nothing really more about it. So I was like, oh, okay. But the press was going crazy, and this is a press crazy movie. I would have walked out and been like, the press is going to love this movie. I definitely feel stronger about this movie than you do, and I see your point. I really do. But I think that the performances, the individual performances that put into this movie, are Oscar worthy. And now I have not seen the post yet. I was actually planning on going to see that maybe today, maybe tomorrow. Uh, a couple other ones that I still need to see, but I definitely think that out of all of the movies that I've seen so far, outside of uh, perhaps Alice and Janney from I, Tonya, mm-hmm. I think that it's so far it's her, 
And then Frances McDormand as far as like best actress. But I think Alison Jenny is actually going to be a supporting actress. I think that Al- I think that uh, Frances McDormand is going to take it this year, dude. Here's my here's my issue. She won best actress in the Golden Globes. Okay. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Over Sally Hawkins. Now Sally Hawkins gave a fantastic Who'd performance. Who said nothing right the whole yeah. movie? Yeah, and that's definitely something that you should take into consideration. I know I did. I I'm mean, just saying personally. Wow. And I loved Sally Hawkins in this one. I have never seen her before or anything. I kind of fell in love with her in this role. Oh, yeah. I think she's Everything great. had to be expressed by acting. Amazingly. Just her facial. At that. That's it. Yeah. Come on. I, I found, no, seriously, she was able to portray, I'm talking about Sally Hawkins, was yeah. able to be, she was able to be sexy. She mm-hmm. was able to emote. She was able to do all of these things without saying word one. And that's definitely something that you got to take into consideration here. But Frances McDormand played a woman that had seen some miles and of had course. a lot of hatred in her heart for mm-hmm. reasons that I won't get into and mm-hmm. a lot of just pain. And I felt that with her. It resonated with me. And I totally would definitely fair. give it to totally her over, over Sally Hawkins. That's just my opinion. Though, okay. Right? Totally fair. You guys can make your own opinions, people. Yes. Tell Write in and tell me how much I'm right. Go on. Go ahead. It's the new Steve. Make sure you title that new Steve yes. at Heroes new of Noise. Steve, yes. So that's about it for that one there. Um, what else did I see this week? I saw a few other things. Uh, one that stood out to me, not so much stood out to me, but it was a little better than I expected it to be. For I went in, I went in expecting one thing and I came out with another. And that movie is something that y'all can catch on Netflix right now. It's actually from 2016, but it was just released last week and it is called Before I Awake. Any thoughts on this one? Have you seen this one? I'm in. I'm at a certain point in it where they're realizing what is going on. Oh, so you did start it then? Yes. Okay. And right. the the it, here's the thing. I had to turn it off because I wasn't in the heartbreaking mood because the kid was so adorable and he was saying this "I'm sorry" thing, and I'm like, I don't think I could do it right now. Because I have a that feeling, kid is great. I'm, by the oh way, oh my, his eyes were already starting to get kind of baggy, and I'm like, is this going to be a heartbreaking movie? If so, I can't do it right now. So I had to turn on something happy. Okay. All right. I can feel that. Yeah. Um, so this movie, I went into it. What it is, let me give you, go ahead and break this one down for mm-hmm. you or give you the synopsis. A young couple adopt an orphan child whose dreams and nightmares manifest physically as he sleeps. That's it. Now, it's really set up. I don't want to ruin this one for you now because I realize that you're in the middle of it. So I don't want to like sway it. That kind of changes the way I'm going to go about this here. But the movie stars Kate Bosworth as Jesse, the mom. Uh, it's got Thomas Jane, who plays Mark, the dad. And then again, this kid that we're talking about is Jacob Tremblay, who plays Cody. And he's an amazing little actor, man. There's some quality actors coming into the field now, man, that are young. You know what I mean? I'm going to put him up there with Ian Armitage from uh, Young Sheldon. Another great actor. So I'm looking forward to seeing what this kid's been, you know, what he's going to bring to the table. Do you, have you ever seen him before in anything else? I have not. Yeah, neither have I. Uh, I'm trying to think real quick. Oh, you know what? He was the kid in Room. Oh, room. Not okay. the room. Okay. Yo, not the room. Yeah. Okay. I'm talking about the one with Brie Larson. Man. Okay. Not, right. I not, haven't seen that movie yet. Not that. Well, not the, he's, he's not that kid. He's not the kid. He's, he's not a baby face. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen I haven't seen Room yet. I have not seen that movie either. I was and just checking it out. To, instantly. Yeah. I don't know. It's not one that I'll you be picking up anytime soon. There's the too mode. much. Yes. yes. You have to be just like me with this movie. That is a credit to how good the kid is. The kid is like, you're going to have to deal with me being brokenhearted. And I'm like, you're so adorable. I don't know if I could do that right now. See, I have to I have to figure out a way to, to craftily do this without ruining the movie for you. Because 
I wanted to talk about it. I didn't realize. I, I figured you were going to fully watch it. I didn't think you were going to stop. So now I'm sort of torn on whether how how far you I go. You can do it without just one. doing that. Just say what you thought about it, like what you liked about it. Well, what I liked about it is that, like I said, it starts off and you're thinking that this is going to be a horror movie. And it's truly not a horror movie. It's more of like a uh, more of a psychological thriller. Uh, but again, it does have it's it's peppered with elements of a horror movie. But what I like about it, and this is again, I'm not sure I really want to. Uh, do I want to tell you this? I, th- I guess I will. All of the all of the horror aspects of this movie, all of the fantasy, anything that you see that's supernatural in this movie should be taken. Tell you what, Steve, I want you to stop me if you think that this is ruining, and I'll actually take this out. Okay. Okay. But what I think is that it's. All of that is seen through the eyes of the child. And I think that's important. I don't know if it sounds important to you right now, but I think that at the end, you'll understand what I'm getting okay. at here. There's a way There's a way that, the, you know, the aesthetics of the movie, the way that things look, the way they're presented, the threats that are imposed, it's all should be kind of taken with a grain of salt when you're watching it because it should, it's coming from a child's point of view. And okay. I, that's the best I could say. I don't want to ruin the movie for these people. Okay. I, I do feel that it's a good movie. I don't think it's a, the, you know, it's a must-see, stop everything and go and check this movie out. But I do think that it's pretty good. Okay. Uh, backstory with this one is that it was actually filmed, like I said, in 2016, and the company, it's, it's directed by Mike Flanagan. And are you familiar with Mike Flanagan, sir? That's a negatory. Mike Flanagan, you are actually familiar with. You've seen Oculus? Yes, I love Oculus. Uh, it's it's a very Mike Flanagan type movie. I think it has that same kind of feel of, of Oculus. But see, I'm, I'm torn because I was prepared to go in and like really talk about yes. this with you. And now I feel like I should kind of back off because I don't really want to ruin it. And I feel okay. like everything that I've said so far could... In fact, be led to... Well, it like, starts off with a bang. Because if you like Ray Donovan, it starts off with a guy named Dash Mahawk. He uh, he plays the brother on Ray Donovan. And he does a great job opening this film as a father who's kind of... You could tell something's wrong. He has a gun. And he does such a great job. But if you're a Ray Donovan fan, he kills it in three minutes. So check it out. Yeah, and it, it will circle back to him too. I'll give you that. Oh, real? I see. I love him. Yeah. I mean, Ray I can't go any more into it. Yeah. Okay. I, I really, really want to. I want to talk about this next week when you finish. No doubt, it, for sure. Because I want to know if you understand what I'm meaning about how it's all kind of seen through the eyes of the child, and I got to stop there because you'll understand why once you watch it. Okay. okay. I, I give it a recommendation. I don't know if it's necessarily something like I said. You need to just stop everything you're doing and watch it here. Um, but like I was saying, this movie lost funding in 2016, okay. and it just kind of went by the wayside. And so Netflix picked it up like they're doing lots of that these days. They're just taking these movies and they're basically slapping a Netflix original title on it. And there you go. So uh, if you look around on Twitter, I think that the general consensus is that this is actually a pretty good movie. You do have your horror snobs that were expecting one thing and they did not get that. But um, fear not. I think you're in for a treat if you watch this one. Cool. Done deal. All righty. Cool. Next up on my week's watch, I watched Coco, man. Remember me. Though I have to say goodbye, remember me. Don't let it make you cry. For even if I'm far away, I hold you in my heart. I sing a secret song to you each night we are apart. Remember me. Dude, I loved Coco. And I'm not like a big animation guy. There's just something about this you movie. You have a big that, heart. You know what? I'm finding that it's it's getting bigger by the second <laughs> as I get older. Um, first and foremost, I want to tell you that um, I did not cry at this movie. And that's a total lie. I did. No, I did. I, 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 Yeah, no. I had some tears streaming down my face at the end of this here. And like I've always kind of 
you know, likened it to. I, I really, I've associated it to rather. I think that as I've gotten older and I've lost some very significant people in my life, this movie reminds me of them. The music's great. The animation is so freaking stellar. Uh, great storyline, great characters. It's got laughs. It's it's just, it's a really fun movie. You know, there's adventure in it. Once everything kind of plays out, there's this musical scene at the end. And if I'm going to tell you folks right now, if you don't well up just a little bit, if you have no emotion, then your soul is dead. Like I'm telling you, this movie, this movie seriously affected me. And I, I thought it was, it was just a beautiful movie, a very fun movie. I recommend everyone take their family. Uh, if you have small kids, take them to see this movie. If you want them to pay attention to their family. And if you're into your Mexican heritage, then this is definitely another movie for you. It's it's fucking great, Steve. I, yeah, I can't, can't tell you how it. much I really like this one. So please Listen, go see it, dude. I do like Gal Garcia Bernal. He he uh he he's in Mozart in the Jungle, and he's a great actor. He's fantastic. So when I found out he was one of the lead actors, I'm like, oh, I'm all over. Can you just say his name again? Gael Garcia Bernal. Garcia Bernal. I'm gonna have you come with me to a Mexican restaurant. And you can order all the no, food. This okay? is for my sister. She's teaching me Spanish. So she's like, you have to learn how to do that. Even if you don't sound right, you have to make the effort because people will be like, oh, he's not even trying. He's not even. No, trying. I'm I'm yeah. impressed with your I'm impressed with it, man. Good job. I'm trying, dude. I'm I'm because uh, my brother in law, my amazing brother in law, my incredible, awesome brother in law for the great uh, 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 Argentina. He's uh he's he's helping me, you know, learn how to uh, speak the native language also. And I love him so much. So, Michael, if you're out there, I love you. Can't wait to see Big you. Mike B. Big, Big Mike, Mike B. Bruno. Welcome to the family, Bruno. <laughs> Pleasure to meet you, sir. Haven't quite a, haven't addressed you yet. But, you know, family to Steve is family yes. to me. So we're kind of like brothers. You know what we I'm really saying? All so Mike to, B we, for is my real, We all have to get together. All yeah, of I think us. that would be a good idea. Man. I think it would be. And then you could cook. He eats meat. Yeah, but then I got to throw out some lettuce, rabbit food for you. Yes, so. dude. Let's yes, do it on do. your turf. N- Bruh, you know how to cook. You can cook anything. You can cook anything well. Now, I'll hook you up. What do you like? You like portobello mushroom? Perfect. I'll make you something with portobello mushrooms that'll blow your mind. I have no idea what it is yet, but it will It will be good. Yes. We're going to get together. We're going to have a family reunion, man. Yes. A family and, introduction. Know, I'm already ready. I'm, I'm emotionally ready to cry in Coco. Because the the themes are touching to me. Lost family yes. is touching to me. Only because, look, the other side where you're like, oh, now I'm on the other side. That is such a thing where it has to exist for people. Because they can't imagine that this is the last time they're seeing these people. The last time they're seeing their loved ones. So they have, to, there has to be another side. And so I'm already ready. I'm ready. It builds up, a like there's, there's such a... a- like a feeling of desperation in some of the characters oh, of how, dude, why, yeah. you know, of what they have to do, but I just, gotta be ready. but, but dude, I'm telling you, man, <laughs> the family, the family talk. aspect of this movie is one of the more emotional ones that I've seen, particularly, like I could say in a Pixar movie, you know, we're used to dealing with loss in Disney movies like that. That's kind of like the standard. It seems like there's always a dead parent or a dead relative or something like that. This one tends to not make it so much of a sad thing as it is a, as a happy thing. You know, you come out feeling uplifted out of this movie, even though you may have some tears in your eyes, like I may or may not have. And um, But yeah, I'm not going to overplay it too much, guys. Coco is wonderful. Check it out. Wait, you will love this movie. This is the one that I think is going to probably um, end up killing many things that most critics say are the best movie of the year. I think this one, because of the themes, might be like, you know what? That one touched me the most out of all the movies. Only because the themes are uh, the themes are right there. 
again the 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 um you know Bernal is the guy. Uh, have you seen Mozart in the Jungle? I have not. He's just incredible, dude. He is simply incredible. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like watching twenty something movies. He's just incredible. And so, um, what is his name again? Uh, Gael G A E L. I don't know if that's how you pronounce it. Garcia Bernal. Gael, maybe I think it's Gael Garcia. Yeah, there you go. Gael? I'm looking at okay. it now. I would say I would guess it would be Gael. And Gael Gar- so Garcia good. Bernal. He's so good in Mozart in the Jungle. He's there's so a good. lot of people in this movie that I'm actually not familiar with who they are. Neither you know? am I. He's the only one I really know who he is. Except um, I don't know. I'm looking at the cast and I'm not familiar with a lot of them, but I think I will be now. I've got a few standards that are always going to be there. You know, you've got your Benjamin Bratt. He's so good. You've got your uh, uh, Gabriel Iglesias is in this movie. I don't know who that is. Gabriel Iglesias, man, is uh, he's fluffy. He's the I, comedian. I, yeah, I don't know him. No, he's a great comedian. Check him out. Okay. It's uh, Netflix. There's there's a like, I don't even know which one he's on. He's on his umpteenth special on Netflix, but I find him pretty funny. Oh, Comes to Fresno Edward every James year. Almost never mind. And what of course, yes, about? come and on, Edward James. Olmos, what are we talking who, about? Cheech Marin. Come on. Yeah. Cheech Marin. So see, there's a few. There's there's definitely familiar people there, but there's a lot. If I'm just looking at the cast right now, there's a lot of unfamiliar names that I personally, you know, I don't know. And that's my fault. I should maybe, because I'm sure that there's there's certain people that are like, hey, we know who they are, but now I'm going to be focusing yes. on who You took the words are. out of my mouth, yeah. actually. That's what I was going to say. It's kind of my fault. I haven't really, you know, looked into it too much as far as, but, I, but just looking at these names. I'm finding that I'm paying a lot more. Go figure. I'm paying a lot more attention to the actors in movies now and, and trying to like yeah. trying to strengthen up my database because I find that when I'm talking about these movies, I do find myself in pauses trying to remember where they're from or their names or something like that. So again, look at me two years from now because this is the stuff I'm working on. I'm going to be like freaking just rattle off like it's no big deal. <laughs> nice. Oh, man. Um, yeah, but I loved it. If I oh. haven't said that enough, I absolutely love this movie. I have not seen Ferdinand, which is one of the movies that it's up against, or the other ones for that matter. I don't think I've seen any of the other movies that are in the animated category. But I will be damn surprised if this movie doesn't take it. Well, I know they took it. For, didn't they take animated for the Golden Globes? Yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah that's what I'm saying. Won. But I'm talking about when the, when the Oscars come up, oh, I don't over. see, I, I don't see anything. Yeah. I don't it's see anything changing, you know? They put way too much. I mean, not saying that other ones didn't. But the detail, even the guitar playing, the detail they paid to this movie is going to be insane because they're actually playing the right chords on the guitar when the people are strumming. I noticed that. That's crazy. I noticed that. Yeah. That's crazy. As someone that kind of messes around with guitar, I could tell that they were doing the real deal. And I thought that was, that got bonus points right there. Next up on my list is My Next Guest Needs No Introduction, which is on Netflix. Oh, cool. I had a show for a long time, and then I didn't have a show for a long time, and I can't tell you how great it is to be out of the damn house. Wow. You never know when you might learn something, and that's what this is about for me. These are people that I admire. On that note, hang on. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, Dave Letterman is back. Were you a Dave Letterman fan? Um, I was a tangential fan. I knew I liked him. I knew he had a show, but I wouldn't break my neck to watch it. Okay. All right. Fair enough. I actually got to go see Dave Letterman when I was in New York and back in 2009. I've always been a fan. Um, I didn't watch every single show the guy's ever been in because I work and it's always on late at night. You know what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. I love David Letterman and I was very happy to see him back. So this one is basically a return to the talk show format, but without all the bells and whistles. There's no Paul Schaefer or anything like that. This is just Dave Letterman 
on a stage interviewing these certain celebrities. I believe that there are six shows that are available right now. Or excuse me, they're not available just yet, um, but they're they're coming out week to week, which I like, as you know. It's just like um, Runaways. I, I like that. It, it made me want to go, because I was ready just to go ahead and hit play on the next one, and of course it wasn't there. Uh, but this one, I was even more pleasantly surprised because it had Barack Obama on it. And it, yes, you know, it was just so nice to hear what a true president sounds like. Someone as graceful and classy as he is. And sitting down with David Letterman in this candid interview, it was it was a surprise to the audience, first of all. Like, I don't think that the people know that's the that's what I took. Maybe there's a little bit of, you know, cinema magic going on there. But I that's what I was under the impression that they did not know who they were going to see. They knew that David Letterman was going to be there. They knew that he was going to have a show, but they did not know who the guests were. So the feeling that came out of the crowd when Barack walked on stage was amazing. And Barack is just on point on this. I'm really surprised you didn't watch it, actually. Oh, I'm going to. I just have to be ready because, um, again, that's a Coco situation. It's like, um, didn't we almost have it all by Whitney Houston? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It made me really miss him, man. It, ra- it made me really miss him. Um, he's just so damn classy. Mm-hmm. And it, it, you know what? There I go again. I was actually getting more emotional watching this than I've seen some other things just because it's like you said, didn't we almost have it all? God, you know? dude, it's so... And I, the thing is, here's what David Letterman is good at. And I think he, they don't, he don't get enough credit because they say, you know how people say Howard Stern is the best interviewer? He's great. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. He'll make people say the dumbest things known to man. And they walk out of the interview like, why did I even tell him that? Howard Stern yeah. is great at that. But David Letterman is good at pulling a good interview out of someone that's dull. He can pull a good interview out of. And so when you get someone that's conversational, David Letterman can just have a normal conversation with. There are no like cue cards being like, so what do we, looks like you're doing this next week. No, he can just have a natural conversation with somebody. And that's his gift. I think Carson had that gift too, to be able to just like, um, it's not just, oh, I'm just here to talk about my new movie, talk about my new show. We're We're here to actually have a conversation. How are you doing? How are things going? David Letterman knows how to do that. He's gifted at that. And so I think people don't give him enough credit for being probably the best interviewer ever. Man, he is way up there. And I can't argue with that. He's, you know, he's awesome. It's hard. You know, it's <laughs> really nice to hard see him thing. come back. Yeah. It was nice to see him come back when he still got that big old scraggly beard. You know, that yes. was like something that uh, Obama had mentioned. Like, I thought you were going to shave. Or no, no, he's, it starts off and he's like talking to him on the phone. You know, oh, it's like the very funny. beginning. He's like, yeah, so, I, you know, I've got this new show and they're giving me six episodes. And yeah, uh, no, I still have the beard. You know, he's, he's talking to <laughs> Barack and Barack plays off him very well. But you know what was cool about this, dude? It wasn't just Barack. It was actually a little lesson into the history of civil rights as well. And it actually has um, John Lewis is on the show. He actually he kind of blends in John Lewis into this here and talks about, you know, when he walked across that bridge during the Martin Luther King, <clears throat> excuse me, with the Martin Luther King March. Mm-hmm. The respect that David Letterman gives to him and Barack on this here, it's it's real. It's not like, oh, I'm just, thank you for doing my show. And, and I'm just going to like nod my head and agree with you. Like they get into it. You know what I mean? That's really dope. It's really dope. And they, they you know, and it, he's, I was thinking that, you know, it was just going to be a very small portion of the show, but John Lewis is on it for quite a while. And then they take it back to Barack and, and they just go on and on. And I, I'm telling you, man, as, as happy as I was to see Barack on the show, it made me a little bit sad too, you know, but when they got into them, you know, crossing, it was the, actually the uh, Edmund Pettus, Edmund Pettus bridge, I believe mm-hmm. it was. 
what it was? Yeah. And uh, Congressman John Lewis. I should give him his respect. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but no, they they walk across the bridge and they're just they're just talking and he's telling his story, you know, and and they do kind of touch on present day administration, but they do it in a way that's just so classy. Of course. That they they don't even pay it any mind. Do you know what I'm saying? Like that's it's so it's dope. just yeah, it's an acknowledgement to yeah, I understand that, but let's talk about us a little bit more and the important things. And I thought it was just very well done. So I'm really curious to see what you th- as as always. I'm very curious to see what you think about this show too. I am gonna I am gonna check it out. The upcoming guest that I have so far, let's see. I believe it's a Malala. If I'm saying it correctly, Yosef Yusuf Yusafsi. Mm-hmm. How do you say that, Steve? Do you know what I'm talking about? Malala. I just Yusafsi? always called her Malala. Yeah. Malala will work. Yes. Uh, Tina Fey is going to be on here. Jay Z is going to be on this, and Howard Stern. Speaking of Howard Stern, it's is going to be, be really on the show too. So I think this is going to be a great show. Six weeks. I'm thinking they come out a week apart. Mm-hmm. Uh, check it out. It's right there for you for your viewing enjoyment if you've got the Netflix. So yes, Spe- very good. Speaking of uh, civil rights, it's funny because back in my younger days, I was a seat filler for award shows, and. Um, yeah, you so, told me that, actually. Yeah, and they, uh, people always ask, hey, who was the biggest star you met or saw? And I was like, it's easy, Rosa Parks. When Rosa Parks rolled next to me, I was like, oh, my Hold up, hold God. up. Yeah. Stop. That happened. Did you meet her? No. <laughs> no. All of us were like, we bow to you. We will not just walk up, hi there. No, uh-uh. Wow, man. When was this? Uh, when I was about 21, 22. And how did you get into this? Let's let's tell that story real quick. Um, and I remember a, you talking to me about it, but it's been a long time. It was a, uh, my mom thought I was going to be murdered because it was just a normal, A, are you, uh, do you have a look? Can you wear a suit? And we're, so I showed up to this thing and my mom was like, you're going to be murdered. So it's been nice knowing you. <laughs> and, uh, but they're like, no, we're just going to take you on a um, trip. And what you do is, you know, you fill the seats when the stars, you're going to go to a award show. When the stars get up to get their trophy, you're going to fill that seat so that the it looks filled. When we when you do it on TV, the place looks filled because they have to get up and get their awards. We don't know. We want we don't want spotty looks on national television. So when they got up and get their awards, I would just sit in their seat. Now, sometimes it was so sparse that you would just sit there the whole um, award show. Like I know one of the shows I saw. Do you remember Ananda Lewis from MTV? I do. I sat next to her a whole show. We just talked. Oh, like really? I, she was like, oh, are you a seafood? I'm like, yes. Oh, get out of here. Really? And so we just talked the whole thing now. And then um, that's, remember I told you, that's when I had that conversation with Lawrence Tate. That's how we, that's how I I, I had that talk. Is because I was just a seafiller. That's amazing, man. Yeah. And then I met Malcolm X's daughter. I did say hi to her. And then I was walking to get to my seat and someone was like, excuse me, son. And I walked and I stepped to the side and it was Felicia Rashad, the best mom of all time. <laughs> wow. She yeah, said, so, excuse me, son, to she's you? She's like, excuse me, son. I'm like, oh, my God. There's a million wow. little moments like that that I look back. I'm like, oh, that's right. That happened. And let me amend that. She's the best TV mom of all time. My mom's the best mom of all time. So, but she's oh, the best TV nice mom. Nice recovery. Of all, and it was just almost the air she, there are some people, I got to admit, I'm like, oh, I see why they're famous. Because where they walk, like Morgan Freeman, when he walked by, he brought an air of, oh my goodness, that's Morgan Freeman. Like there is no, oh, you know, he's just a guy that got lucky. No, no, uh uh-uh. When he walked by, you're like, no, yep, uh uh-huh. He's famous because he's that. Now, what awards was this again? uh, I went to the NAACP awards and I went to, I forgot the other award show I went to. And what made you stop doing it? 
it was just uh, one day I made a, a point. I'm like, I will never go to another award show until I'm getting an award. Look at you. All right. So that's what I like I'm. that. Yes. So um, got to pull all these quotes, man, from when you're big and you know, <laughs> rich know. and famous. Thank you for the podcast award. I want to say I knew I would get this joint. Yes, said, listen to podcast number two. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> said. That's hilarious, man. All right, all right. So what's up, man? I what's can't up? believe you. I can't believe you were in the presence of Rosa Parks, man. That's I pretty was, impressive. Dude. That's that was the biggest person I've ever met before. There's no. Yeah. it's not even close. Um, I see your point though. You just bow. You just yes, bow and, just and acknowledge. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, and so, and Malcolm X's daughter was huge because it's just like, oh, your dad was Malcolm X. I yeah. don't know what to say. And you're a big presence. So I'm going to leave. She was Amazing. Beautiful. Uh, Ananda Lewis, though. Dear Lord. She's so pretty up close that it doesn't seem real. It just doesn't seem real. She was so pretty. And how long were you talking to her for? You said an you were hour, sitting extra, like the holes. Oh, okay. All right. That's cool. Did you get the I'm, digits, man? No, bruh. I, you know what, though? Here's what I'll tell you. Now that Jermaine Dupree's with Janet Jackson, bruh, what the crap was I thinking? Anything's possible. Anything. I could have just been like, hey, um, look, I know this is a long shot, but boom, ask for the digits. Who knows what could have happened, G? I was a well, sucker. Well, you know. If Gabrielle ever gets freed up, I think you need bruh, to set your sights bruh, and just go for it. Bruh, you have my you have my full bruh, support. I'll do whatever I, I can for that. you. I appreciate that. Maybe she'll see me going like, you know what I'm saying? I won this award. She'll be like, I like him. <laughs> Who is that outspoken individual at the podcast awards? I do know what he's saying. I do know. I do know <laughs> Sam. I know Sam. I do know Sam. <laughs> <laughs> And that's how I met your mother. Yes. Yes. That's a perfect. That is perfect. She is so bad. Oh, my Lord. Whew. Is there a bad picture of Gabrielle Union? I have yet to find one. But Jeez, if I do, you'll be the first please. to know. I'm not going to ask you because you're married. But um, I appreciate that. I'm sure she does, too. Yes. I'm not going to. I'm not going to ask you. But I, I always was wondering who was your. No, your wife's your Gabrielle Union. The end. Your what are you wife. talking about? Like movie star? Like every, yes. everyone's your, got their list. Who's your movie star Gabby? Who is that for you? Because hmm. I've never heard you talk to, about anybody. Wow. Let me get back to you on that. I'll give you an answer. I have to think Done about deal. that one for a little bit. All right. So what not, is it's not something watching? I'm usually busting out. Uh, I'm going to close it out here with, uh, and I've only, I haven't seen a lot of these yet, but I did find myself intrigued in watching this. And it's actually called The End of the Earmuffs Kids. The End of the Fucking World, which is on Netflix. Yes. I'm James. I'm 17, and I'm pretty sure I'm a psychopath. Hey. I'm not saying he's the answer. Hey. But he's something. I thought she could be interesting to kill. Are you waiting for me? So I pretended to fall in love with her. I feel comfortable with him, sort of safe. I'm serious. Let's leave this town now. Let's get out of here. Please, please. We should do the washing up. Keep the change. James is weird, but he's not dangerous. Do you want to lift or not? Jesus. Drive, drive, drive! We need to find them. Are you scared? I don't know. I am three episodes in right now. 
And end of the fuck end of the fucking world is actually based off of a graphic novel. Uh, James is 17 and he's pretty sure he's a psychopath. Alyssa, also 17, is the cool and moody new girl at school. The pair make a connection and she's pers- she persuades him to embark on a road trip in search of her real father. What it comes down to basically is James is he is 17. He's also he's he's of the opinion that he's actually a psychopath and is capable of being like a serial killer. It starts off very quickly you realize why he's this the way that he is. He starts off like he's you know dismembering animals as a, as a young kid. Uh, he does a couple of things. Oh, by the way, there are some pretty good differences from what I read. You know, from the uh, Netflix version in the versus the graphic novel. So there are differences there. And if okay. that's one of your you know stickling stickler points, then you know beware. But you know, he just starts off. There's a part where, and I don't think I'm ruining anything. This is actually on the trailer. At one point, when he's a kid, he, his dad has this deep fryer. He just decides to stick his hand in the deep fryer because he wanted to feel Jeez. something. You know, he's he's this kid's got issues, but he befriends this girl simply because he feels like she could be the one that he's able to murder. He wanted to move on to something bigger than animals, and he be, he befriends her. He kind of tricks her into thinking that he's in love with her. Craziness happens, and they end up on this road trip. Like I said, I'm three episodes in, but it's a, it's totally worth the watch. Um, I have nothing to compare it to because I've never read the graphic novel, but so far I'm very much into it. It stars Jessica Barden as Alyssa. Uh, Alex Lothar is actually playing James. And then it's just got a, it's, there's a lot of people in this here, episode to episode. I'll throw some names out. Maybe they'll ring a bell with you, Steve. Steve Aram. Uh, there's, there's Wunmi Musaku. Gemma Wellen. I don't know. None of these names are actually ringing a bell, but Hey, if you know these okay. people, there they are. That's what they're in. Um, I'd like to get back to this one because I, I think that I, there's more to it. I'd like to see how it all ends up for this season, but it's definitely on my recommendation list. As far as Netflix goes, this is definitely one of the ones you should be watching right now. Dope. That's it for me though, man. It's, it's just that kind of a week. Right. I, uh, I think I kind of went in order of what hit me the best, except for Coco. Coco's probably, I think Coco okay. should probably be, the, if anything made me emote, it was definitely Coco, but I liked everything that I've seen so far. Um, you know, I do, like I've said, I try not to really get into the, why do you want to hear me tell you something sucks? I'd rather exactly. just tell you what, I, I totally what, I, what I'm what i into and what I think you should be watching. So if you're totally into the, this this show blows, you know, or this movie sucks, this isn't really that. Every once in a while it may come up. There may be something that I, we both we both watched. And we, like, for instance, Bright. We just didn't feel that. I did want to address something. You know what? I'm yes. sorry. I'm a little babbly, but before I turn it over to you, I wanted to say a couple of things about last week's show. One of them was that I apologize, folks. I didn't really, you know, we kind of advertised that it was going to be a bright review or we were, it was featuring bright on the show. And I, I, you know, in retrospect, I don't think we really hit that well enough. I feel that um, I wasn't very impressed with this movie. I didn't think it was as bad as a lot of people were saying. I didn't think it was a great movie. But after thinking about everything that I said on the show last week, which wasn't much, I feel that. You know, I honestly, I, I don't hate this movie as much as everyone else does. I think I will end up, end up watching it again. And I think that it actually had a little bit yeah. of potential, but it's not like I'm going to come back next week and go, hey, guys, I was completely wrong. It was like the best movie I've ever seen. But I don't think I gave that one a fair shot. And I just wanted to point that out. So the other thing that I wanted to correct myself on was I had mentioned CBS All Access last week. I was uh, misinformed. I apologize about that. I had told you good folks that if you had simply had the Amazon Prime app, it was, it was kind of like all inclusive. You would get CBS All Access. Not the case at all. So you still actually have to have, and some of you probably already know this and are like, yeah, I know, fucker. I tried to do it. But you need to have a subscription still. It's a pay subscription to CBS All Access. So I was a little disappointed because I was ready to get down and watch Discovery like all the way through and knock it out. And I found out that I was only able to watch the first one for free, the teaser. So it's the one I've already seen. So 
my apologies to you good folks there. It looks like you still have to shell out some some money if you want to see this one here. Or be smart about it and just wait until it's all over and then just binge it over the week and then you're good to go. So there you totally. go. Totally. And also know that their their um trial is like their trial is only three days. So if you're gonna binge it, try to is do it. Is it really three days? Three days? CBS is tr- yeah, they do it for three days so that you really can't. Those binge dirty it dogs. You they want they're gonna make you they work know. for it. They know, G. I think there's 12 They're, episodes right now, maybe 11 or 12. Yeah. So you're going to really have to like do nothing if you're going to do that, I guess. So I only got two things. Um, the first one is uh, a show called Halt and Catch Fire. Oh, you were raving about this this week. I don't even want to, here's what I'll say. It's about the beginning of computers and how people had to kind of fight to beat IBM and all these, how this theoretical company has to fight and beat these massive companies like IBM, Apple, Microsoft to try to, um, uh, to try to beat them at the software and in hardware business. I don't want to say more than that because we see what happens now. We already know where this thing is going. So when you're seeing them come up with maybe, Maybe software security is a way to go. Like we know already. So we're just like, yes, do that thing. And some people missed the boat. Some people didn't. So if you're interested in software, coding, engineering, computer engineering, software engineering, you're going to love this show. Uh, they just I think they canceled it after season four, which is unfortunate. But it's on Netflix and it's called Halt and Catch Fire. Check it out. I will definitely do that. I remember when we were talking about uh, when we were doing the word. I believe that uh, Halt and Catch Fire is, is that another show that's actually on that's AMC? That's on AMC, yep. So is it still, is it canceled? Yeah. Are they still doing, I think, oh, okay, I was under the impression that they were actually doing one more season. I think that, this was, I, the, I think I, that was it. The fourth season was okay. it, I think. Okay. So um, that's the only reason that that's on my radar for some reason is that, I mean, I'd heard of the show, but I think that it was, it was the association with AMC that made me, that name, made that name stick out. It is so good, you know. dude. It's incredibly good. Who's in it? Um, these, the people, now a few of them, you're going to know their face, but you're not going to know. Um, like for me, I was like, I've seen homeboy in this or, and some of them I hadn't seen at all. Like some of them, I was just like, wow, that's an interesting looking character. They're going to be, they're going to be something one day. The main guy is named Lee Pace. I've never seen him except for Halt and Cash Fire. You might've seen him. I haven't. And he plays Joe McMillan. He plays him fantastically. There's there's no character that's kind of... I think the closest character that's like him is the main guy from Mad Men. They have the same oh, dude. dry look. Dude, you, do you know who Lee Pace is? I have you no idea. You do know who Lee Pace is. You Ooh. do, actually. What? He what? played Ronin. He played Ronin in Guardians of the Galaxy. Did he? Yeah, that's Ronin, man. I didn't know that. Wait, wait. Are you sure? And I believe he was also in... Was it Pushing Daisies? Yeah, Pushing Daisies, yeah. Thank you, IMDb. Yeah, he's been in more than you think. He was actually in The Hobbit. All of The Hobbit movies, but I know you're not a, you're not a no, Lord not of the Rings cat. Uh, what else was he in? He was he played, now I can't tell you who on this one here, but I'm sure people would know right away. He played Garrett in Twilight Saga, Breaking Dawn. Uh, what else? That. He was in The Book of Henry. I have not seen that. 
This dude's all over the place, man. I've only see I'm only recognizing him from this, which kind of maybe helped because I only know his face from this thing. So it wasn't like, oh, that's homeboy from homeboy. You know, <laughs> so I'm just like I, he does an amazing job, let alone like Mackenzie Davis, dude. Oh, my gosh. She is so good in this show. Um, there's Carrie Bish, who plays Deon, uh, Donna Clark, who's amazing. Scott McNair or Scoot McNary, you've seen him on a lot of stuff. That's a hell of a name, too. Yes. I, I, you're, you've seen him on a lot of things, but he's the guy from that thing. And he does an amazing job. Um, Toby Huss, I had never seen him until he played uh, Boz. We call, they call him Boz. His name is John Bosworth on the show, but everyone calls him Boz. Until he plays Boz on this show, I mean, he is incredible. Um, and I, I haven't got to the part where Anna Klumski's in this show. I haven't even gotten there yet. So I'm. What season are you on? I'm on season two, three, two, two. I'm in season two. And okay. it is everyone I've given it to has texted me and said, dear Lord, what have you done? Because <laughs> it's just you just keep on going because you want to know what happens next. It's not a cliffhanger. It's just like, oh, I wonder what they do next. Oh, I wonder what they do to get over that. And there's also scenes where they're pitching stuff to uh, angel investors from back in the day saying this is the next right. big thing. And the angel investor's like, well, that's impossible. And there's little scenes where they're sending a picture. You hear this, eh, uh, 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 and then a picture <laughs> comes up and they're like, holy crap, that's over my phone line. Pretty cool, huh? And you're like, oh, it's going to be so much bigger than you know. <laughs> it's so cool. You know, but that's how it started. Stuff like this. So um, if you have a chance, check out Cult and Catch Fire. Uh, it's on Netflix. Watch instantly right now. All the seasons. Just binge it or watch it as you also, can. Also on Amazon as well. Oh, it's on Amazon Watch? Yes, sir. Oh, well, you check it out. Um, so Halt and Catch Fire, that's number one. Um, the second one is something nice, man. you tried but couldn't finish. Um, it's, it's called It Stains the Sand Red. Before you go into it, I have I've only seen the preview, so I, I can't even say that I tried it. Yet. Don't you know what I mean? To be fair, everybody, here's what I'll say. Here's a great advice. I am a zombie head. I love zombie movies, um, even if they're bad. Some of them are good. This is one of the, in my opinion, exceptional ones with an exceptional premise. I'm not going to even tell you the premise, but it is not the a million zombies all over the place. It's the, what if you missed the text message or the phone call that there was a zombie apocalypse and you just happened upon maybe one or two, but you are now alone with one or two. What do you do? You sleep. They don't. They will always be after you because you're the only one within the vicinity. What do you do? You could try to kill them, but if you don't know how to, in this world where zombies aren't a thing, you don't know how to kill zombies. So you don't know a headshot kills them. You just know you damaged them really bad and they got up again. What do you do? So that's the, it's a really good and interesting uh, 
an interesting exercise on that premise. And if you like zombie movies, you won't be disappointed. And I'm eager to hear where all my zombie heads are as far as um, this movie, because I really dug it. And I'm interested, if you ever do finish it, Dan, I'm interested in what you believe, what you think about it. No, I'll definitely check it out, man. If it's one of those ones that you think that I should watch, then I will certainly um, I watch don't, it. I would think you should watch it if you're a, zam- a zombie guy. I do love zombie movies. Oh, well, then, yeah, you're going to like this movie. I, I think that it was I didn't give it the fair shot because after watching the trailer, oh, the tra- it is yeah. a low-budget movie. Yes, as, you know, is. A lot of those are. It's a low-budget movie, mm-hmm. and it did... And it has that low budget look to it. Totally. Um, well, and I didn't give it a fair shot. You know, and that's not fair because if I just, put, you know, like if I just neglect these movies that are coming up from these these up and coming, you know, filmmakers and I'm just like dogging them out simply because of their budget, then am I really doing my part? You yeah, know what I mean? Yes. Like that, it doesn't seem fair to them. Like I wouldn't want to be in that situation. Like, I, you know, let's put it into example of this podcast. You know, we're, we're a low budget podcast right now. We're still finding our way. If someone that was that had a little more knowledge about these things was just to like shut us down just because we weren't where we should be or something like that, that wouldn't be very fair. So I, I guess I'm just kind of seeing the I don't know if it's necessarily hypocrisy or anything like that, but I, I, I'm seeing the error of my ways. I should watch this movie. And I should give it a chance. I shouldn't just base it upon aesthetics. And I'm big into uh, independent, independent horror movies. Like I want to see if I can't make it all the way through, fine. But normally I give them a shot only because like um, there was a show, a movie a while back called The uh, Battery. And it was a very low budget zombie movie. And I'm glad I watched. But it's things like that where I wouldn't have ever seen it had I not just said, hey, you know what? Let me give this a shot. And some of these people are just talented movie makers where you give them $15 and they're giving you a really. Now, if you're you're like, oh, that doesn't look like a real severed hand. Like, well, yeah. okay, yes, I get that. But can you just suspend your disbelief for a second and just say, okay, well, let me see the overall theme of this movie. But again, it's called It Stains the Sand Red, and it's an interesting exercise on the zombie premise. So check it out. It's on Netflix. Watch instantly. Actually, you know what, Matt? I don't think it is on Netflix. As a matter of fact, I know it's not. I looked, and I'm thinking I that it? you're mistaking Netflix for Amazon. Oh, it's on, it's Amazon. on Amazon for sure. Yeah, yeah. I just wanted to put. I wanted to point Amazon that out Prime, ladies and gentlemen. It's on Amazon. Yes. Okay, I didn't know that. No worries. I just did the legwork. I thought I would do the legwork for the for the I listeners and Amazon Prime that much. No, it very well could have been on there before. But oh, okay. it's definitely on Amazon now. Check it out, ladies and gentlemen. And that, my yes. friends, is all I've been watching. I'm really uh, kind of surprised that's all you've been no, watching the other ones considering we saw that you've together. been taking all this. Oh, Lady Bird. Oh, yeah. Let's talk Lady Bird. I Steve. saw Lady Bird today. Just today? Yes. Oh, it's all fresh in your head. Uh-huh. All right. Do tell. Not buying it. Not buying it. <laughs> Not buying it. Not huh? buying it. No, man. Um, and I And the thing is, for everyone that loved it, that's dope. I see the the one thing I can say is I see why you like this movie. I totally understand. And I can't say you're silly for like, no, 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 I get it. It's just not a movie for me. I totally get why people love this movie. It's not a bad made movie. Everything is competently shot, competently written and perfectly fine. It's just it's wasn't a, a movie. It's for a me. fine movie. Yes. Right. Uh, but yeah. I agree with you. I don't know why they're making the react. They have the reaction that they're having for this movie. And that's fine that they're having yeah, that more power to them. Perfect. But I'm with you. I didn't really, you know, like I'd said uh, in a past episode, even though it's not really like Juno, it's kind of one of those coming of age movies. that's a little bit quirky. 
it somehow reminded me of Juno in a yes. way, but not so much as far as the script goes. But as you pointed out, uh, you know, off mic, Juno's a better movie. Yes. That, so if yes. you like Juno, you've already seen it, you know, and uh, she's a, she's a, what is her name? Sarson? She's a star. She's amazing. She's great. So she's is, fantastic. Um, so is um, Laurie Metcalf, Metcalf. Great. Yes. Fantastic. But I agree with you. I, I really didn't see, out of all the other movies that are out there, they're making a big, you know, deal about this one. I mean, it won and Best Picture. And I don't picture. really see it. Yeah. How? But I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't even. I don't know. How does that beat get out? I don't even think that they should have been in the same category. They I think that's really stupid yes. to put a movie because that was in the comedy, right? Yes. Yeah, that's lame. I I, I guess they feel that they're going to do that because it's it gives them a better chance yes. at winning. Yes. But I don't subscribe to that belief. I think that it should have been I don't know maybe a drama. What would you really put? What would you put if you had your way? Horror. What would you put? Get out. Horror. In? in a horror movie, yes. right? It would have its own category. It was horrifying to me. Yes. So, you know, I don't think that those two movies should have really been compared. I do think that because of that, Get Out, you know, did not get its just reward. That That's my thing. I don't think, um, I don't think that, uh, like, Lady Bird, here's my thing. Lady Bird, okay, mind you, uh, James Franco is not on my top 10 list right now, especially with these new allegations coming out and whatever happened there. But the disaster artist lost to Lady Bird, G. I don't get it. Like how? You know, I just feel like, okay, I feel that these movies that I've brought up today, I will remember these movies. Totally. Way more so than I'm going to remember Lady Bird. Totally. Like I've kind of already forgot it, to be honest with you. It's it's not, it's not a, the plot is there. I could tell you what it's about and everything, but it's not something that really just resonated with me. And not at all. And that's fine. Not I guess all. it's, you know, not, not every movie is for everyone. And, yes. I'm, and if it hits you right, again, fantastic. I just feel like it's there for... I feel like this movie is going to be talked about and you're hearing the name a lot right now because it's Oscar time. It's it's award season and you know that's, that's And people like what Greta Gerwig. But I just don't think that after this is all said and done this is a movie that you're going to come back no, to and be dude. like, "Oh, well, like in 2018 when Lady Bird won." You know what I mean? I don't I don't think that's going to be the case. I th- and I also maybe I'm wrong. I also think it's a coming of age movie meaning I have to be able to relate with the person that is coming of age. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I'm not this was not for me because I never cussed at my mother. I couldn't just curse at my mother randomly and just say things like, you know, I can't relate to this movie. This movie is not in my, I can't relate to that. So for people who can't relate to this movie, maybe it touches them in a way that it doesn't for me. Like maybe it's just for them. Be like, hasn't everyone gone through this situation? No, no, I didn't. No, Uh, it wasn't even kind of like that because that's not the, the circle of people in this movie are not the circle. I even, I didn't even know they existed really. Cause it just wasn't my circle. And I grew up in a very, in that, like I grew up in a white town for a long time and they, that circle wasn't there. I was like, who are the people that are just down and out about everything? Even the goth kids weren't just depressed about everything. So I was like, maybe it was just a different time. Maybe, I don't know. You know, maybe I was four years too late. Cause that was about 2001, 2000. I graduated in 96. So maybe in 2000, 2001, people were this way. Maybe they did listen to, crash into me on repeat and just de- be depressed about life. I don't know. I do know that I, even though I don't know the woman, I, I would uh, dare to say that moms would not be having that. Oh, bruh. You. Would your mom have that? No, no. Can you imagine no. being like you're an effing C in her face and walking out the house and coming back and she's like, hi, babe. Yeah, I'm not going to act like when I was a teenager, I never got mad at my mom and in my idiotic teenage mind that my mom had no idea what she was talking about or anything. But I would never, ever cuss at the woman of like that. She did too not. much for me, man. Exactly. 
exactly. And so it wasn't for it wasn't for me. But so that's Ladybird. Check it out, guy. I mean, some of you that might be like, hey, I cussed at my mom. I was like, hey, you know, this or that. <laughs> this is yours then. Perfect. You know, if you sat in a circle of people that listened to Crash Into Me, if you were part of not the theater troupe. This Why you got to hate on Dave Matthews band? I lo- it's a funny thing because I like Dave Matthews. But if you're part of a theater troupe, this wasn't the theater troupe, dog. When they're saying, oh, you know, this is how the theater troupe. I was in theater and this wasn't it. I don't know. Maybe I was four years too early. But check out this movie and see if you like it. I just think this quirky jazz is running its course. I would definitely have to disagree with you in the fact that I, well, maybe I don't think you meant it this way, but I'm just going to kind of expand on what you were saying is that I don't think that this movie is solely for the person that used to cuss at their mom. I don't think this is a bad movie whatsoever. Yeah. I just don't, I don't see, I don't have the excitement that everyone else has for this movie. I just don't get it. Understood. So I agree with you in that aspect, but I just, I feel like there's more to it than just a movie about a kid that cusses at her mom. Yes. You know what very I mean? true. All right. And so that brings us into our news segment. Do you have a lot of news, brother? I actually don't have that much news this week, so I'm hoping that you do. I have a few. Now, the number one is, for me, this number one piece of news makes me want to do some of that old sweet step routine all around my house because, ladies and gentlemen, Black Panther has sold more advanced tickets on Fandango in its first 24 hours than any other MCU film. Applause. And bro, I have to go, Marvel. I haven't watched the trailer yet. Not one trailer. That's amazing to me that you haven't. <laughs> you've seen nothing? Nothing. And people keep That's on saying, dude. Dude. And apparently these trailers are, but I want to be surprised, but I've heard the trailers are crazy. I've learned that I think that there's enough that you can see without really blowing you think anything. So? I hear a lot of people always say, like, oh, they put all the good parts in. I don't buy that shit. I think that you it's dude. <laughs> it's it's pretty amazing. <laughs> I'm really surprised yeah. that you've had the restraint to not watch the, I, the, the I've seen the gifs like where they slap hands and I'm like, this is my movie. Like that is my movie. I just can't wait. But I loved him in um Captain America. I thought he was the joint, and then my son's kind of hit me to his powers, like how strong his 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 outfit is, and I'm like, oh, I didn't know that. Like I can't wait to watch this movie. I'm not going to see it opening day because it's going to be jam-packed and I have work. But I think I might do the opening weekend. I'm definitely going to do the opening weekend for sure. Are you really? Oh, yeah, for sure. Are you talking about, are you taking the entire familia? If they will come with me, then absolutely. If not, I'm going by myself. But I've been like anticipating this movie for a while now. I think it's going to (sighs) be... It's going to be freaking amazing. And it's right on the... And if anything, let's just say, and I'm not saying it's going to have no reason to think this, but let's just say the story falls flat. The visuals alone are going to be, be crazy. incredible. It's going to oh, be crazy. Oh, yeah, I cannot wait. And uh, I think... Um, Ryan Coogler. Coogler is a... He's becoming... Here's my thing. Coogler is the next. I haven't seen Creed yet, and you've been bugging me about it. Yeah, it's due time. Like, you just need to just stop. You need to stop this nonsense. How late am I on that? On Creed? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, like can we just count this year as a full year yes because I don't remember the month that it came out in but let's just do it it came out in 2015 what are you waiting for what are you freaking waiting for is it good G dude I'm look no offense to the movie but you just watched 
it stains the I sand did, red. I did. You're right. You're right. But you know what I'm saying? I didn't like Rocky, though. The last Rocky, I thought it was okay. I liked it. I liked it. I got an I got affection for Rocky oh, okay, movies, okay, though, okay, as okay, we've okay. talked about before. Oh, okay. But Creed is amazing. And you will feel for Rocky in this movie. I guarantee it. I can't. Yeah, I'm going to watch Creed. And I think it's on Netflix or Amazon. It's a button push away for you, man. You've got to watch this movie. I'm going to watch Coco, then Creed. And and so. No, I would watch Creed, then Coco, to be honest what? with you. Well, it's two different movies, but sure. I mean, you know. I'm late Creed, on Creed. Dude. Come on now. I'm late on I mean, And the thing is, I think Coogler's the next. Ava DuVernay's the next. I think she might be doing a Marvel movie eventually. But I cannot wait for Black Panther. I mean, it's such a. It's such a monumental feat that Marvel is letting Coogler. Do it the way he's doing it. You got to give Marvel props. Oh, props have been given. I mean, when you got, isn't it, isn't it run the jewels on the, on the trailer? That's, I was sold right there. Cause I, I closed just... my eyes and I was like, wait a minute. I'm, I have my eyes closed, but I'm bobbing. Yeah, I am a few, bobbing. A few months back, man. I was just watching the, right when the first trailer came out, bam, 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 bam. Step into the spotlight. I was like, oh no. Oh, come on. That's going to be the song of the summer right there. Come on. Though. See, I'm wondering, are they, is that going to be, okay. What if, oh my God. It was already the do, song of the summer, but you know, if it's, it's I get got up life. And, if they make Black Panther a hip hop uh, uh, soundtrack, Bruh. Bruh. I, I think it would be a freaking disservice to the movie if they don't. Like, I think that... It, what am I trying to say? That's not necessarily what I meant. I just think this is the perfect opportunity It's for the it, perfect... If we're seeing a chase and it's just like, I'm going to knock you... I, I would be like, oh my God, am I in... Am I in heaven right now? <laughs> <laughs> am I in heaven right now? Gene, you know, will, you, will you lose your mind? Would you lose your mind? I'm already losing it. I cannot wait to see this movie, man. It's this is so the good. number one movie that I want to see next. Even though I'll probably see something before that, just because I'm impatient. I freaking can't wait to see this movie. And, can't wait. and, and dude, the anticipation is so big on this one. Here. Oh, it's huge, man. I feel like we're not giving it enough attention. Like, this is not just anticipation for a movie. Like, this is like a movement, wouldn't you say? It's a move. It's, uh, it's going to set... I mean, we've already seen, like, with Girls... Was it Girls Trip? It was Girls Trip. Um, Yes. With Girls Trip, they showed that a movie headlined by black women can make a killing. An absolute killing. Now, we're showing that, okay, we're going to do it again. And it shows, okay, um, now we're going to have a a black movie with other people of color in the movie, and that's going to make a destruction. Coco... It's based on people of color. And that made a destruction. Gee, it's gee, it's an avalanche. But you can feel this one, man. Like it's palpable. Like if you just oh, look, and, and I know you know this already, but if oh, just going dear. on Twitter oh, and dear. seeing the anticipation for this movie, I mean, entire theaters are being rent not rent out, rented out rather, you know, gee, to, to Lupita, people of color because they wanna they wanna they, Yes, exactly. They want to embrace this movie. Exactly. You know, I mean, it feels weird for me talking about this here, so please feel free to take over. But it's like, you know, I, I actually am enjoying that like, energy that it's coming off. You know what I mean? Oh, like dude. people are talking about, I'm wearing my dashiki <laughs> to oh, the movie. Oh, yeah, that's so dope. And, then and I think Lupita, it's dope, yeah. Lupita Nyong'o said, I couldn't get a seat. I could, I'm in the movie and I couldn't get a seat. Damn, that ain't even right. She's in the movie. She said, that makes me so happy. That means it's just sold out. 
I couldn't get it. I think but she's bullshitting she, a little bit, but I, I take her point. I take her yes, point. It's Lupita. The thing Come is, on. she's going to see it, though. She's yeah. going to be able to see it because she's going to go to the premiere. But if you can't rent out a theater right now, no matter who you are, that's gone. Good luck. Now, I don't know if the Arc Light, because the Arc Light's a big place. But a lot of times when you got L.A., they all want to see it in a good uh, in a good condition. And the Arc Light is the bomb. So I think that place is gone. The Arc Light is incredible. Have you been to the Arc Light? I have never been to the Arc Light. I've you always go wanted see a movie to movie at the Arc Light. So I got a couple questions for you. I got one question for you right up. Hit me with it. How So, you know, we we kind of said it's it's making a big buzz and it's 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 causing a lot of stirring on Twitter. How important do you think this movie is to the Marvel universe? As a person um, of color. As a person for the people of color it's huge. As Marvel as a as a entity, I don't think it's big for them because but the th- also on the flip side Marvel's like, we can't not make money. We just don't know how to not. It's like, they're not even thinking of it. I don't even think they're like, what happens if it fell? It's just not a reality for Marvel because they're like, everything we do, we do well and it makes money. So I don't even think it's in the realm of possibility for them. They're just like, well, yeah, it's going to make money. Uh-huh. But what about the youth of today? You know? It's you. Yes. I, I think that that I think that this is what black children need to see. They oh, need a hero. For sure. There's not for a lot sure. of them. There's not a lot of black superheroes. You know what I mean? What do we have that's uh, that's modern right now that we can compare it to? Um, exactly. You know, I think true. the only thing that's coming out like on um, CW. Excuse me, is it CW? It yes. sounds right. Yeah, CW is uh, the only thing that's coming out on CW recently, or Black is Lightning. about to come out, is Black Lightning. Yeah, yes. it's not going to be the same thing, of course. But mm. I feel like this is a movie where you know. Children of color need to have somebody to look up to. You got your Tony Starks. You got your Incredible Hulk, your Thors, and everything like that. But there's not anything that I can think of right offhand where it's 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 catered or geared towards a minority group. You know what I mean? And I think exactly. it's it's fucking exactly. amazing. It's a it's a really important movie to me. I think that the I think that this is why it's so important, is because it's kids huge. need this here. They need something to look up to like that this day and age, you know? And that's one of the things I loved about Justice League is um I didn't even think about it, but you know, they show that video of cyborg, the guy who played cyborg in a movie theater, um, waiting area with a kid that has like, um, um, prosthetic limbs. And this little kid is like, he's, he's saying, Oh my gosh, you're me. And I'm like, Oh my God, he is cyborg was and the kid is seeing it. Like you're me. Oh my goodness. And you know, the, the guy that plays cyborg is like, yeah, is it okay if I take a picture with you? And the kid now sees a representation of himself on screen. You know what? You know? And I, I kind of uh, skipped over Ray Fisher, too. I, I apologize about that because Ray Fisher was fucking dope in Justice League. He was amazing. He and was I'm probably thinking, the best one. He, was the, he had the most heart. But this kid was looking at him as, oh, my goodness, someone with a prosthetic arm and legs. I can now look at someone on screen that represents me. Yeah. And I'm like, that's a minority group. That's true. There's no one that represents that. And now he does. And so it's going to be a lot of different, like we're going to have to expand a lot of, of, of um, groups that weren't being, I mean, soon we were probably going to have, I mean, when, at what point do we have a trans uh, superhero that's happening? A transgender tr- superhero is coming. It's just when it's just when that's it. It's the floodgates are now open and it just takes the right person to helmet, you know? And, and the fact that, um, you know, Wonder Woman did such gangbusters. Wonder Woman did gangbusters. And the, the sad part is, 
I don't know if we're acknowledging how big that was. We said it, and then Justice League came and was like, oh, Justice League didn't hit. But like, yeah, but Wonder Woman just did. She just did it. But it kind of is now people aren't really talking about it now. You know what I'm saying? But it's yeah. still a huge deal. It's still a huge deal what Wonder Woman did for, for little girls. They now go around dressed like Wonder Woman. That's huge. It seems to me like the marketing's been up to uh, toy sales on this one, too. Like, you're already oh, starting yeah. to see Black Panther toys that are coming out like that. And oh, it's common, dude. It's it's and very what, important. I really do feel like it's an important it's movie, you know. I didn't it's give huge. I didn't give Ray Fisher the credit he deserved on this one, because quite honestly, I didn't care for the Justice League as much as you did. I kind of, it I sort of fell off my radar. I know yeah. you did, my friend, and that's cool. It just sort of fell off my radar for a second, because it totally didn't hit me like it hit you. But yeah. it's... But just as important as it is, you know, Black Panther, Cyborg, also a very important character. And I'm glad that it's it's they're coming close together like that, which means that hopefully there's going to be a lot more. I mean, we have Spawn coming up soon. Yes. That's not uh, kind of not the same, but, you know, it's still a person it's of color. Be interesting. Yeah, I think it's going to be as long as they play it off, you know, they they pull it off and Blumhouse well, they doesn't said jack he's it. not talking. He's not going to speak. I hadn't heard that yet. That's that's what's yeah. going on, really? Yeah, he's not going to speak. That's the I heard that he's not going to be like the kind of like, you know, show up and save the day kind of character. I, I don't even yeah. really know what they're going to do with this movie because I'm so used to the, the original storyline. I've tried. I've kind of tried to stay away from it a little bit. I want to see Todd McFarlane's been talking about this for years and how it's not going to be that kind of a movie and it's going to be something that you're not expecting. So I'm trying to, much like you're... Not to the degree you are, but much like you're trying to avoid anything Black Panther related, I'm trying to avoid most of the Spawn stuff just because I want to see because it was so I was so like amped when the Spawn movie came out, and then of course it was the Spawn movie, and it was completely <laughs> it was just such garbage. Yeah, so I'm yeah. hoping that they do it right this time. I didn't want to get my hopes up like you know, oh, it's another Superman reboot, and then whap 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 whap, just whack, you know. <laughs> yeah. I wanted you know, I want so I'm yeah. hoping that it's going to be good. But anyway, I think it's going to be good. So that's Black Panther. Um, the next piece of news, well, also, you, it's coming out in about a month exactly, February 16th. It's on its way. It's coming. And now the only thing I really wanted to talk about is the big one, the Golden Globes. We have all the winners, and there's only a few I really wanted to talk about that affected you and I, that we both saw and that we might have an opinion upon. <laughs> okay. So, Nicole Kidman won Best Actress in a Limited Series or Television Movie. Yeah, I've got no that. problem with that. I got I no problem it. with that. I know it. Now, Zero problems issue. with that. Here's my issue. The Limited Series, now that they're making a season two, doesn't that kind of, they kind of got over on them. What, how so? What do you mean? Because the, she won... Best Actress in a Limited Series. So isn't that meaning that it's only a season or can that be two seasons? I took it as a limited series because there was not that many episodes. That might be what it is. That makes you know, versus, sense. you know, you got 23 episodes or whatever they put out. Or I guess, you know what, you know, HBO doesn't do that. But, you know, 10, 13 episodes, something like that versus, a, what was it, six? That makes sense. Yeah, that's probably what it is. Exactly so that's what, what I thought they meant, you know, when no, they said limited. No, that's totally what it meant. You're right. But okay. so well-deserved, man. She was amazing in that. Totally. And uh, Best Supporting Actor in a Motion Picture Drama, uh, Sam Rockwell won for Three Billboards. I think he did deserve that. I haven't seen The Florida Project, but I did see Call Me By Your Name, uh, Shape of Water, and I haven't seen Christopher Plummer and All the Money in the World, but I don't know how someone could beat Sam. On um, He did a really good job. Uh, Best Actress in a TV Series went to Elizabeth Moss. You saw The Handmaid's Tale. 
I did. I saw some of it. I have not watched all of it yet. I'm but actually in the process of. She did. She did a very good job. And, it, okay. and I think that this is going to hit you. I think you're going to like this show. Really? Yeah, it's on Hulu, man. Check it out. I think that you're going to like it. I was very much into it, and then I just got pulled away for whatever reason, A, B, or C, whatever it might be. And, you know, then the show started, and it's like, oh, shit, we have to watch so many different things every week. It's just kind of fell by the wayside, but not because it bored me. And matter of fact, I'm going to start from the very beginning again and just watch it all the way through. Okay. I'm going to check it out, too. Um, Best film director, Gilbert Del Toro. It's over, dude. Come on. I Yes. It's over. Now this, but this presentation was Natalie Portman's time to shine. When presenting this award, she pretty much said, and the all-male nominees of Best Director goes to. I was like, whoa. She was pulling no punches right there, was she? Nope. And it was very important. And it was- And very subtle, but very powerful at the same time. Yeah. And the thing is, she used her face. She knew nobody's going to do nothing to her. She's like, I'm Natalie Portman. What are you going to do? Yeah. Not put me in your movie? Wrong. She's got a point. She's got a point. You know what I'm saying? Someone else couldn't do that. She knew I can do that and wield my power. And so um, I like that she did that. Um, the only other ones that I have are uh, best miniseries or TV movie. Do Big Little Lies, dog. Come on. What are we talking about? Big Little about? Lies cleaned up. What are we talking about right now? We We're knew talking it, about though. amazing, amazing. We knew series. it. Come yeah, on. I think we did pretty good. I, I know that I was wrong a couple of times, but there was a few that I hit on my predictions. You were like an unstoppable Dude, beast, man. It, G. Yeah, I you were freaking, it. you were Nostra Stevemus on the- uh, Gee, I like that. Yeah, I didn't, Remember but it'll work. That. <laughs> it'll Remember work. that. Remember that one. Nostra Stevemus is dope. Oh, um, we're going to have to get you some swami music and start having you make predictions with this here, man. I already oh, got I'm like going another- to. I got something in my head. I just started to work out right now. I'm going to get you and a little I'm gonna genie say, hat. I'm going to say, here's my Nostra Stevens moment, and I'm going to start making predictions. There it is. Um, best actress in a film. Okay, we're both going to lose our minds on this. Sor- I love her, but Sarcy Ronan for Lady Bird beat Margot Robbie in I, Tanya. That was for lead, right? Yes. And- but also, uh, oh, it wasn't the same category, was it, for um, Frances McDormand? Uh, no. So she was that best. in the category of um, of a comedy again, or what was that one? That best actress in a drama. Versus Margot um, Robbie. Uh, Margot Robbie um, won uh, best actress in a film, comedy musical. Got Yeah, there you go again with that whole comedy musical thing. I guess it was kind of a dark comedy, but again, we're talking about that, um, about Lady Bird. Yeah. And she beat I, Tanya? Margot Robbie? I don't agree with you, bro. I I don't agree with them, I should say. I loved I, Tanya. It was just a far better movie. I don't know. I don't know what's up with that. And the transformation Margot Robbie did for I, Tanya was pretty free. Because look, she's pretty. Not saying Tanya isn't, but she took away some of that to make herself... Uh, look different. Tanya Harding wasn't a bad looking person, but she didn't look like Margot Robbie. Margot she was Robbie always, tra- I'll say what you're trying not to say. She was always rough around the edges. She was always rough, uh, like hardcore rough. She, yeah, she was hardcore, and that wasn't Margot Robbie. Best, best film, uh, comedy musical, Lady Bird, beating the disaster artist Get Out. We already talked about that. That's so ridiculous, G. I'm done. It's Robert. Um, best actor, comedy musical, James Franco, disaster artist. He deserved it. He deserves it. I just watched that again the G, other day. G. G. Totally worth another a second watch, by the way. G. It was so. He did such a. Uh, so, yeah, that was a given. It wasn't really a given because it could have been either way. If they would have given it to um, 
Daniel Kaluuya, I would have been fine. But like I told you before, Get Out is an ensemble movie. That's everybody acting in tandem. It's hard to give one person that um, that Golden Globe because I believe Get Out is one of the most universe, like one of the most um, ensemble driven movies that I've seen because everybody was essential. Every person made that movie. So, um, yeah, Jane Franco got it. Uh, best supporting actress in a series, limited TV series. Or, we already talked about this. Laura Dern, we knew that she was going to, um, it was a possibility that she was going to get it, but it was between her and Shailene Woodley. I think how, I do, you, how do you Shailene feel about Woodley. the outcome? Oh, um, you're about to tell me. I think Shailene Woodley, she deserves something. But like, remember when I, I made the prediction because I said, you felt something every time Laura Dern was on screen. You yeah. knew she was about to, she was about to act a fool in some way. Don't know how, but she will. So what you know do you what's exciting about, about Shailene Woodley, man? She what's has that? not made her best movie yet. Mm-mm. Like she's not even close. But one of these days, she's going to do something incredible. I know it. Okay. I just feel here's it. About her. My, here's my uh, Nostra Steveness moment. <laughs> I believe she's just going to be kind of a tangential actress, one that adds something to a film but never really has a breakout film. She's just going to be really good in everything. I hope not. I really like her a lot. I do too. But I think this is what her groove is going to, she's going to be a part actress. You know what got me about Big Little Lies is that, and without getting into the plot of it, when she takes off on her road trip. Yes. And you feel like, oh, it's about to get, it's about to go down right now. And I really thought that that was going to be her moment to truly shine and become, you know, and, and be this character that we're talking about. This, this, totally. this large, you know, this not necessarily larger than life, but that would be her breakout moment. You know, I she's did. done, she's I done did. great work, but I thought I was, I felt a, anything in the whole series. I felt a little bit left down in that aspect because yes. I just thought that they, they kind of missed the mark and they should have, they should have done something more with that. But I they agree. know what they're doing, you know, and maybe that, maybe with season two, maybe that's when it's going to manifest. Totally. Um, Best animated film, Coco. We already knew that. Uh, best supporting actress in a motion picture drama, Allison Janney. Uh, we both kind of we nailed that one. Um, best screenplay is to your movie, Three Billboards. You best screenplay and best film a drama is Three Billboards. Um, I don't think it should have beat Shape of Water. I don't think it should have beat The Shape of Water. But again, we were on both sides of that one uh, today. I think Shape of Water is a better overall movie you know because the the line they had to the, they, the line they had to toggle to make certain scenes they did in this is so hard to do it could yeah, have been creepy. I can't argue with you I really can't like I said it, I know we've already gone over it but yeah you're right it was a better overall movie I was just it, it, so impressed with the performances in three billboards but you're right I gotta give it to you it was a better movie now this is a big one uh best actor for um Best actor in a TV series drama, Sterling K. Brown. This is us. First black man to win the the, the the award. Huge. We all got up, put our fists up, did the step around the house. <laughs> um, best TV series. Okay, this drove me crazy. I didn't see Handmaiden's Tale. So now I'm like, this better be bomb. Because it beat out This Is Us, The Crown, Game of Thrones, and Stranger Things. It better be off the hook. Oh, I can tell you already that I think it's better than Stranger Things, at least season oh, well, two. Game of and Thrones it's a, again, it's a different, it's a different 
it's a completely different genre, you know, but it's, it's pretty amazing from what I've seen of it. Like I said, I didn't mean to, to just drop off like that. It just happened, but I'm coming back to it. Now, best supporting actor in a series. We thought that they would like trip over themselves, but they gave it to Alexander Skarsgård. They did the right thing. I think so. I think he definitely earned it. He killed it, G. We hated him. We both hated him. And that's what makes it good. That's yes. how you know when he when when he strikes up that emotion like that. Oh, you gotta. Well, you know, <laughs> I'm not gonna say. But when you want to hate, when you makes you hate somebody. Oh, dude. That's acting, man. Oh, that's dude. done right. I mean, he made the truth of the matter. Being real, he just made me despise him so much, man. Um, but yeah, that's so that's the Golden Globes. I only have one more piece of news, and that's only the only reason I'm saying this piece of news is because I think it's very indicative of the time we are in right now. Um, we all know that uh, Mark Wahlberg got paid $1.5 million for all the money in the world reshoots. This right? is all ridiculousness right here, man. Go on. And so, uh, but little did we know that Michelle Williams only got paid $1,500 or, uh, yeah, $1,000. How many That's ways can n- I slap the title of bullshit on that? That is so screwed up. How crazy is dollars a day, dude. $80 a day, a per diem fee. Louise. Now, mind you, I know there's people, trust me, I wouldn't say no to $1,000 a day. But here's what I will do. If my coworker's like, how much do you get paid? Oh, uh, you know, uh, four grand a month. Oh, word? I'm getting 100000 Guess what conversation we're now having? Oh, I know. We're having a different conversation. Now, the goal was that she would never know. Someone knew what she was getting paid and just hoped, well, she'll never know this. She'll never find out. Now, of course, Mark Wahlberg now gave $2 million to, or two point something million dollars. $1.5 million, found, actually. Yeah. Huh? $1.5 million. He gave that, to, which is good, but would he have done, do you, okay, we're going to have to assume something. Are we going to together assume that Mark Wahlberg didn't know that she was getting paid $1,000? You know, you know I've, I've given it some thought on that one here. Okay. I, I think that he knew what was up. I'm not in the movie business, but I'm just saying, I, I'm pretty sure that's common knowledge on the set. Of I would course. assume. And if not like actual numeric value, you know what I'm saying? Like still, oh, he got paid a lot to come back and do his, because it's a, what do they call his reshoot fee? Yes. And he wouldn't start until they gave him the full amount. Yeah. So I think that he was very well aware of it. And quite honestly, and maybe I'm wrong. I think that if the attention wouldn't have been on him, that he would have just let it slip under the radar. I really do. I really do. Because here's what I know. If I was running a movie and I was a douche, like apparently these guys were, or whoever, uh, I would be like, if he said, I want a million dollars, what is your automatic go back? Well, Michelle Williams is only getting this much because that's how you would drive the price down. Why would we pay you that when we're paying her this? So I believe he knew. I believe he knew. It's, it's just so sick, wrong, dude. dude. It's so wrong. On how so many, many times levels. has that happened? How many times has that happened? And will continue to happen. And no one really knew. Because like today, I was on Twitter. And they show a, um, a guy asked, uh, a reporter asked Sharon Stone, have you, um, in, have you been in any of these situations like in the Time's Up, in the Me Too movement? And she starts laughing in his face. Laughing in his face. She said, I've been in this business. Something to affect her. I've been in this you said business 40 years. Imagine me coming out of nowhere, Pennsylvania, into this music, into this business, looking like me. What do you think I had to deal with forty years ago? And I'm like Jesus. What did she have to deal with, dog? For her to laugh in his face. She's got a story to tell. 
Dude. Several, I'm sure. Dude. And I think the thing is, it's like, I'm sure a lot of the people that did it to her are probably dead. You know what I'm saying? Or they got away. Who knows? But she has a story because, yes, she was a knockout coming into the business. She was a knockout in Total Recall. Remember? Oh, yeah. Imagine what she had to go through knowing that the guys who were doing it to her would never get caught. It's really nice to see that this is all coming to the forefront right now. And it's going to yes. it's going to knock down some big trees. You know, it already oh, is. Oh Man, be ready. This is the time right now. We are just in this infancy phase of a huge movement. Ooh, it's changing, that brother. We, yeah, it's changing so much, and we're we're we have yet to see the the magnitude of this. You know what I mean? But yes. it's it's going to be it's a different just, world in the in the next year or so. It's going to be totally. a different world in the movie industry. And that's why I'm I'm te- you know it's our jobs to teach our son you know before they go to college or when they're in college. Do you know what consent is? Yes. Well, what is it to you? What do you think? Well, you know, she says. Well, if she says no. Can you convince her into a yes? Yes. No, you can't. When she says no, just leave. It's over. It's not your job to mac and pimp it out. And no, you know, I've definitely had this conversation several times with my son. I get it. And it's something that has to be done these days. Has to. But uh, so, yeah, those are my news. (laughs) That's my news. Um, I do. Do you have any news segments you want to go through before we get into this real quick game of of Dan's the most smart person I've ever met in my entire life, and there's no way that he's not going to answer every single question I ask him correctly. Wow, that is just a really long title. I think you should just keep it to back. What was it? What did you call it before? Is is Dan the man? I like that. I like yeah, that. I don't know. Which one? You keep changing know. it. You keep changing it. I, I personally like I personally Dan like it if you were to say, no, because you, with your voice, so you got to be like, because you, you know you can make that high pitch. Is Dan the man? Like, that's is how you should Dan say it. There it is. That's, that's it. a good one. That's but I also how it should like, be. Dan tells me off mic that the audience isn't as smart as him. That's a good game title, too. Oh, that's so wrong. I'm just that's incriminating just... and false information. Right he there. said, I can beat everybody, especially Johnny Bucks. That's what Dan says. Man, you are just pot stirring today. <laughs> I'm sorry. What other news you got, brother? <laughs> I don't really have much in comparison to what we were just talking about here. Okay. Um, one of them was a very small little thing. I'd already mentioned that Sam Rockwell, you know, he uh, said the F word on SNL. Um, speaking of SNL, let's talk Bill Hader for just a second. Bill Hader has a comedy coming out on HBO entitled Barry coming out on March 25th. Have you heard anything about the show? No. I like the premise of this. Check it out. Barry is a dark comedy that has Hader as depressed, low-rent hitman from the Midwest who reluctantly travels to Los Angeles to execute a hit on an aspiring actor. Barry follows his mark into an acting class and ends up finding an accepting community in a group of eager hopefuls within the Los Angeles theater scene. He wants to start a new life as an actor, but his criminal past won't let him walk away. I think that sounds awesome. All over it. Yeah, I think that's going to be really over good. It. That's going to be very good. Bill, I March twenty like fifth. Can't. Yeah, I'm a huge Bill Hader fan. Can't wait. And it's another person. That's another one that I don't think has done his finest work yet. Uh, he's not going to Steve Stradamus. He's always going to be kind of a, a character. What he's doing now. I'm going to challenge you, Steve Stradamus. Okay. I'm not saying he's going to end up being like winning an Oscar or something like that. But I think whatever it is. He has not given his biggest contribution to the that's entertainment true. industry yet. That's true. That's what I'm saying. I, bl- I agree with you. Okay, cool. Yeah. So that's it. Yeah. So March 25th, Barry on HBO starring Bill Hader. Sounds like it's going to be a good one. Uh, I believe there is a trailer for it if you guys want to check it out. And I recommend you do. Uh, let's see. What else? Really, honestly, man, just kind of like piddly news. Um, I was excited to hear, but it's I was sort of expecting it. And I hope that he can continue to do this for as long as possible. John Williams has confirmed that he's going to write the score for Star Wars Episode Nine. And it has to be Dope. that way. Okay. And 
you know, it just has to be. He when you think of Star Wars, dude, I, I love John Williams so much. We were walking around in old Sacramento this weekend. And we went into the store. I don't know the name of it or else I just give you a little, you know, it's a little free plug or whatever. But it's a cool store. It's basically like movie memorabilia and Funko Pops and shit like that. But they were just playing. It was like a CD, I guess, or, a, you know, something. They were streaming, whatever it would be. Just a bunch of John Williams scores. And if you that just. That was really cool. And I could listen to that all day, man. It's like I started listening. Oh, it was amazing. Superman. That's what yeah. I was listening to. It was first it was a Superman theme, and then they started playing E.T. You know the drill. Like, shit. John Williams is the shit, so he's I'm very guy. happy he's that, that he's back. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm going to be very sad when this man's gone one day, but he's made some beautiful, timeless pieces that will forever stick with me. The last thing I'm going to talk about I think you're going to appreciate. Uh, this is something that I am not that thrilled about, but i not thrilled. is like I'm not unthrilled about it. But it's just not my bag of uh, entertainment. You know what I'm saying? But I think you're going to dig this. They are set to start filming. You ready for this, Steve? A oh, new boy. Masters of the Universe. Gee, okay, look. I'm I'm excited about it. That was your deal, right? Like, that's what you said. You didn't really mess around with the Star Wars stuff too much. But come uh-uh. on. I'm I just like going He-Man. by age. Yeah, you had to rock some He-Man figures, I right? loved He-Man. By and I'm sure you watched that show. Yes. Here's another thing for you here. I think that you, I want to see, I'm going to use your movie knowledge on this one here, all right? Okay. Do you know who is set to uh, write and direct this? Any guesses? Is he fairly popular? I think you'll know who he is. Masters of the Universe. What is his genre? The genre? Yes. <laughs> like, what does he normally do? Well, he's kind of all over the place, but I would say that he uh, is definitely like more prominent in superhero action movies. And I will say that he... John Favreau? No, 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 no. That would have been amazing. You know what? I'm just going to say it. Blade. (laughs) David Goyer? That's it. David S. Goyer. Yep. David S. Goyer said to write and direct the Masters of the Universe. I think it could be good. You know, it's promising with his name behind it, but I... I don't know, man. Like the other one was, but you you liked the Dolph. I liked Lundgren it. Movie. I liked Dolph Lundgren, and I liked his role in that. See, man, I don't know. I can't, I cannot get down with that. I thought it was the one of the most horrible movies I've ever seen. But if David S. Goyer can do this here, I'm you know, and pull it off, it's just such a strange look now. It you is know, very like weird. The look of it, the look of He-Man. Do you? Th- I feel like they're going to have to upgrade him somehow. Oh, he can't be walking him. around in draws. Yeah, yeah, you can't be walking around your skivvies like that. No, I think that's going to have to change. It's going to look gonna like play a- him. That I don't know yet. I don't really know that much about it, to be honest with you. But yeah, it I just, has to uh, be a newcomer. I think that would be best because it's going to be hard to see, you know, someone that like, I don't know, like, who do you think could pull it off? That's just like a, a well-known. OK, I got to be big. You know who could pull it off, but it who? won't because you can't you won't be able to get it out of your head. I think Hemsworth who? could do it. Yeah, that would. I think what, Chris Hemsworth but, would be a really good pick for He-Man. His brother. But he has a brother. His brother could do it. Yeah. Maybe. He's not as big, but Hemsworth's na- Chris Hemsworth's natural build is skinny. But I mean, he's got the blonde hair already. Luke's got yeah. the he's got the brown hair, so that's just a die job. Do it. I can only imagine the grueling workout that they could give this guy to to bulk up like He Man. But Thor's pretty close to it, wouldn't you say? Yes, but they're going to have to get a. I think they should if he's smart. Being that it's a made up character, why not get a person of color? At this point, it it totally could work. It could totally work. No one really know. Like, I think if they got a Hispanic person into He-Man, no one would be none the wiser. Like, a, you could even use, why not Jason Momoa? 
even though he's already kind of the guy, why not? If it's a one-off. He's definitely got the size. He totally has the size. And he has the swagger. You know who I could see them inserting into this? And I'm not saying that I suggest this, but I could see them doing that just because of like the hype and his popularity. I could see them throwing like the rock into it or something like that. And that I think would be a mistake. I don't think that That would be a total mistake. It's going to, it's going to be hard to take this movie seriously as it is. You're going to get your diehards, the people that grew up with it that are going to go see that for sure. But to sell that to the general population, I think it's going to be hard if they, if they format it like it was, you know, in the masters of universe cartoons. And again, Walking around in your drawers. I don't think that's going to work. No. But, no. you know, let's see. We've been surprised before, and it's really all about the vision, and maybe it's going to be great. We'll see. Look forward to it, brother. I will know. I will know right away if I'm going to watch this movie when I see the first trailer. If it looks cheesy, I'm out. <laughs> I won't see it. Because it's going to It's gonna be, it's not something that I'm just dying to. Yeah. Matter of fact, I, I only pulled this because I knew that you like Masters of the Universe. I so can't wait. That's for Can't you. wait. And I got one more, actually. That's something that just happened today. Oh, I don't know if you're actually familiar with her, but I liked her, and um, I used to listen to them in the 90s. Uh, the Cranberry singer, Dolores O'Riordan, died today. At uh, She was 46 years old. She died, actually, um, yeah, she died today. Uh, she was found dead. She apparently died suddenly. They haven't really released what the cause of death was. But, uh, yeah, lead singer of the Cranberries, man, is no longer with us. And she died at such a young age. That, that shit hits me kind of close. I'm like, oof, like... That's yeah. why I'm going to the. That's why I'm going to the gym. <laughs> yes. You know what I mean? But yeah, and uh, rest in peace. Yeah, rest in peace, Dolores. And she hit. You know what? I, did you like one of their songs? I think you would by the title of it. I'm just thinking. Which do you one? know any of their songs? Any what, song what, you can think of? I wasn't big into alternative music. They had a song called Zombie Steve. Oh yeah. One of their biggest that. hits. Is that what they were saying? Yeah, Zombie. Oh, I didn't Zombie. know that's what they were Okay. Yeah. And then also, I mean, she had a lot of, they had a lot of other songs too, but Linger was also a very popular one. That was them. That was them. Did yeah. not know that. That yeah, came off their debut album. What was it? Like, everybody else is doing it, so why can't we? That's what it was. Not I think bad. it came out in like 92 or 94 or something like that, right around there somewhere. You have made your mark. You made your mark. Yeah, man, but rest in peace. Very, very sad to hear that. People do not need to be dropping off the face of the earth this soon. So, yeah. But she made Pay attention when you can. That's the best we can do. That's the best we can ask for is to make our mark. That's something that's going to live on forever. Yeah, I don't know what the... I'm kind of curious to see what happened with that, though. I don't think one has anything to do with the other, but I do know that she was recently diagnosed with bipolar disorder, and I don't know if that has anything to do with it. So um, I don't think it would be... Usually, if it's like a suicide or something like that, they will say that pretty much right off the jump and then figure out the rest of the details later but I have a feeling that there's because it's so fresh it just happened today there's going to be more so rest in peace Dolores O'Rourke totally that's it for me dog ladies and gentlemen we got some good news we got some bad news good news is I get to you know challenge this brother on the other side of this phone at some damn the man the bad news is he believes he's smarter than every one of you listening that's the bad news. That's so wrong. We're only going to do two rounds because of time restraints, but we it's will do. He does, guys. It's every time he calls me, he's just like, "Hey, remember that time I beat the audience? Probably because I'm that smart." And I'm like, "Dude, enough, enough, <laughs> enough." That's exactly so, how it went down. You're right. This dude. is, ladies and gentlemen, this is the segment of our show where we try to prove to you, the listener, from us. Say it the way loyal. I say it with the say it with the tone. <laughs> your loyal, your loyal host is Dan the man. 
<laughs> That's the best, man. I love it. So here, we're going to have three different sections. You can choose through any theme. And the, uh, we, we, I'm going to give you four themes to choose two. Number okay. one, a May Dan voyage. And you already oh, know. Okay. It's yes, Iron I know Maiden. where we're going with that. Yes. Okay. Uh, number two, Dan Solo. Okay. Already, Star Wars trivia. Yes. Star Wars action. Number three, Opportunity Dan Eyed. And that is oh people God. who have passed on huge movie roles, superstars. And I'll give you the hints for them. And the last is Do Ramirez. Oh and that God. is theme songs from popular television shows. Oh, my God. <laughs> You're reaching, Hudson. You're reaching in these, but I appreciate your effort. <laughs> all right. All right. Let's keep it interesting. So we've already, okay, we've already established that I can roll with you on the Maydan Voyage. Voyage, yes. rather. And, I I don't know. Hey, no, no, I need to up the game, but I'm just trying to keep things like yes, even. You fair, know what I'm saying? Fair. It's like when you play Jeopardy. You know what I mean? I was totally already fair. beat. I've already beat. I'm up to like 600 bucks now. So yes, I'm gonna go ahead and try. Um, give me the the last two, the ones that we haven't done yet. Opportunity denied. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna definitely do, do that. Do Ramirez. Yeah, I don't know about that last one's title, but let's do those. All right, number one, we're gonna do Do Ramirez. I'm gonna give you the first or middle sections of a certain song and you're going to tell me what show this goes to. Are you ready, Dan? You're giving me, you're giving me lyrics or are you giving yes. me audio? Lyrics. Okay. All right, here we go. Number one, thank you for being a friend. Oh man, that's Golden Girls. No, he's one for one, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Number two, what will we do, baby, without us? I bet we've been together for a million years. <laughs> That's freaking Family Ties, right? That's Family Ties. What will we do, baby? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, come on. Number three. You didn't know I could sing like this, huh? I know Gee, you're impressed. you're killing it. Now the no, now the world don't move to the beat of just one drum. Okay, hold up, hold up, hold up. It's uh, different strokes. That's different strokes. Boom. If you get this one, this is five out of five for this. Are we at five already? Okay, come yes, on. Yes, we are. All right. Nope, never mind, we're at four. That's what I thought. On your mark, get set, and go now. Laverne and Shirley. Chico. Got a dream, and we just know now. Come we're going to make dude. our dreams come true, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this guy. The, the television was a great babysitter back I in the day. See I this. spent a lot of time oh. bonding with the television. Note to self, make this much harder next uh, uh, They're They're working at the Shots Brewery. They blow the air in the glove and they put it on top of the, the beer bottle and they wave it as it goes away. Yeah, that's it. Steve's having some some uh, communication Te- issues yes, today. So we're, we're technical difficulties. We're working we're through back. it. We're working through it. Now, Dan, you've gotten the last four. And mm-hmm. I'm impressed. Thank you. But see, this one, though? This is going to be the true test of how good you are. Check this out. You so I'm not, count- I'm not the man yet, right? Okay, not yet. Okay. You can count on me no matter what you do. You can count on me no matter what you do. Damn it, Steve. I think you may have gotten me. Hold on. I don't know. I'm, I don't know. I'm drawing a blank. My two dads. Never watched it once. What? That was a 90s show, yeah? Yes. Yeah. I, see, you could just destroy me on 90s shows. I 80s and 70s? Okay. Four out of five, dude. That's an A+. Plus. That is I'm an okay A+. with it. Jesus Christ. Are you like recording right. from a bomb shelter or something? Seriously, G. Um, so this last one. 
there's been many a superstar that have passed on some amazing roles. Are you good at the, uh, let me ask you something. Are you good at names, Dan? You know what? I have a feeling that you're going to get me on this one, which is why I took this here. I don't think I will, because you're very smart, and you've been wolfing about how all of our audience members don't know anything about the entertainment field, and so I'm assuming... (laughs) I love to insult our audience, by the way. Apparently. Apparently, that's the story. So I'm going to give you some clues, and let's see if you can catch it. An opportunity, Dan Number one. uh, This Oscar-winning star who acted opposite Bradley Cooper twice was passed over... Hey guys, while we're waiting for Steve to come back, let me just tell you, I got a feeling that he is like uh, not where he's supposed to be. I think he may in fact be recording at some kind of like bunker, like 30 feet below, 30 feet below, something like that, an old bomb shelter. And I think he lived in, I think he lives in a neighborhood that was actually built in the 50s. So he's got bomb shelters and things like that there. And I think Can that's where he's recording now? from. Oh, there he is. He's back. Yeah. Hey, Steve, how you doing, she buddy? I was just sitting here waiting for you. Sorry guys, we're just having major technical difficulties right now, but we're gonna we are going to persevere. Alright, here we go. Number one. Are we ready? We are ready, but uh, what is it again? <laughs> what are we All doing? Right. That was like six hours ago. Okay. This Oscar-winning star who acted opposite Bradley Cooper twice was passed over for the role of Bella Swan in Twilight. Oh, that's the the beautiful Jennifer Lawrence. Dad got it, dude. Are you kidding me? I'm not. Hold on a minute. Now we're having pro- Okay, okay, wait. I've been making these too easy. Clearly. I'm a big Jennifer Lawrence fan, dude. Okay, all right, hold on here. Here we go. Don't worry, audience. Don't trip. Don't trip. Number two. Don't trip. This actress who runs Goop, a website- That's the answer to my question, by the way, man. Remember when what? you asked me? Like, like you said, uh, oh, I can't remember how you- person? That would be my person, I think. That's not bad. She's pretty, dude. I, I, yeah. Uh, She's very yes. pretty. I'll stop there. Um, this actress who runs Goop, a website famously jam-packed with pseudoscience, was passed over for the part of Rose in Titanic. Goop, that's a good one. Um, I'm just going to kind of try and think of the age range there. Goop. Rose. She's super wow. bad at science, dude. The person I'm thinking of would definitely not be a, <laughs> would not be qualified to play Rose uh, for other reasons. Um... Natalie Portman? Gwyneth Paltrow, sir. Ah, Close. All right. Number three. One of is two she, hold on real quick. Is she, is she like real? Uh, oh, dude. She's, she's known for being super smart? Oh, dude. I wasn't aware of that. Check out her, her, her pseudoscience she peddles. She, it's terrible. Okay. Um, I'll, I'll check it. This Oof. actor, famous for playing tough guys and don't let him pass a mirror was passed over for the role of Josh in Big. Don't let him pass a mirror. Tough guy. What's tough guy? Yeah. Hmm. When you think tough guy, you probably think him from back in the day. I have someone that popped up, but I know that's not it. Uh... I know I'm going to be wrong, but I'm just going to say it. Jean-Claude Van Damme. Robert De Niro. Robert De Niro as... See, that wouldn't even make sense what I just said. You said tough guy. Robert De Niro as... In Tom Hanks' role? Yes! Yes! Interesting. Very interesting. No, (laughs) I I can't see that. It seems like they made the right choice there for sure. And I was thinking, are you looking at me? Isn't that what he says? Yeah, you talking to me? 
dare you talking to me? All right. You got young. You got young. A little bit. Got young a little bit. <laughs> there we go. That's what I'm saying. You would have. I think you would have nailed it if you would have. The mirror thing. I tried to give you a hint. All right. Here we go. This actor, famous for a seminal '80s role and his fantastic Broadway run, missed the opportunity of playing Walter White in Breaking Bad. Wow, these are really good questions. Um, and I, as I expected, I don't think I'm going to do well with this one here. But Broadway, Walter White. Can I get a hint on this one? He was on Broadway with another person. Oh, well, that narrows it down. It, um, it was like a two-man thing. When you looked at Broadway, you saw that it was two of them. Oh, you're referring to Nick Crawl and Oh Hello. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, Huge Broadway run. Tom Hanks? No, Matthew Broderick, the producers. Oh, man. No, I just guessed. I guessed. No, you got me on those one though. I, I, you know what? I'm proud of you. You, you stumped okay. me. That's okay. You have proven gonna, that I am not the man today. Not yet. We're going to continue this next week because of You've also issues. proven that you cannot keep a uh, connection. Hello? This is fucked up. Hello? Hey, guys, we're trying our best here, but we just can't seem to get the uh, connection right. So, Can you hear me I'm now? I'm just letting you know. I don't know what's going to be in here, what's not. I'm sure I'll edit in something, but... We are having a hell of a time, hell of a time trying to get this show recorded. You know what? I'm going to actually uh, bow out of this, guys. I'm sorry about this, but we are having some technical difficulties that we just can't seem to get right right now. So we will have to continue this game on another day. Unfortunately, I think that we're going to have to end this one now. We're going to have to end the show and we will get back to you next week and we will come correct. I promise. But this usually does not happen. But we are having some amazing uh, communication issues, difficult technical difficulties. I do not know why. Steve, are you with me? Hello? There he is. There he is. He's back. We love you so very much. And until this wonderful day that we actually go over there and pick at AT AT&T for their terrible (laughs) signals, we love you so very much. And until that mystical, magical day, I'm your host, Steve. I have no idea what he's saying. Hey, guys, sorry about all the technical difficulties. We will be back. And, uh, you know, just so you know, my name's Dan. And thank you so much for listening to the Heroes of Noise. We will see you all next week. Peace.